Hey everyone, today is Thursday, the 20th of August 2020. This is The Gap, episode 530. I'm Luke Laurie. Job Gilroy is here and it's hot. It's hot and sweaty Ooh. over here right now. Uh, uh, we're going through a heat wave, they're calling it. Oh uh, yeah? At the moment. What's the it temperature? Was, uh, it was, well, in where we are at the moment, it was like high 30s over the weekend. Right. Um, but there were a lot of places that got over that. It's in somewhere um, in Death, like Death Valley or whatever the fuck it's called. So it's like 50 something. Right. Get fucked. Yeah, that, <laughs> it was, it was hot. It, it basically like broke record temperatures in like eight counties over here in San Francisco. It was, uh, it was, it was very warm to the point where, um, we lost power on Saturday for seven hours. What? Um, during the night, just like my area sort of. Uh, which was insane. And, um, I mean, the good part of that is I was watching the masterpiece film uh, starring Jamie Foxx and JGL oh, yeah. uh, called Project, Project Powers. Power. Um, yeah. <laughs> Project Power. I was I was about 40 minutes left on that one, and it was I wasn't sure if that was a good thing or <laughs> like a sign <laughs> at that point. I didn't hate that movie. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. I would not have gone to it's the a dumb film. for this, uh, but like uh, for you know something that's on, I don't hate it. Yeah, I just uh, kind of I think I just expected more from yeah. those two. Yeah, especially because JGL's been on this hiatus for like three years, um, and I I don't know if you saw his last. He's done like three films this year, and so far he's, if, on my opinion, he's a. Uh, He's in Strike Two at this point because I didn't really appreciate his other film either. What was the um, other film? I, off the top of my head, I can't remember. But it was a plane film where he's he's basically a pilot that gets um, his plane hijacked, and it's f- filmed in a cockpit. The entire thing, uh, it's like a oh. German film. Oh yeah, um, right. Yeah, I didn't. I just I don't know. It was fine. Seventy five. This other one, yeah. Th- this other film that is in the third one um, sounds pretty good. That, that's a like an Aaron Sorkin film, like courtroom drama with a bunch of awesome actors. So that one I'm hoping is a bit better. But yeah, so so the blackout uh, maybe saved me from that. And at that point, I'm like, well, I guess I'm going to bed because <laughs> there's nothing I could do. And um, we sat on our phones for a while trying to figure out like what now because. I don't remember the last time I had a blackout. Mm. Um, and if it is, it's usually like, oh, the power went out for a second. And that happened maybe once in 10 years. Uh, whereas this was just like, it, we didn't know what was happening. So uh, that was a bit bit crap. But they're talking about doing like rolling blackouts if it continues to get really bad. But at least they'll notify people of, hey, we're going to cut your power out type thing. And it's only going to be for about two hours as opposed to, what happened the other night? We still don't know. Hmm. Um, anyway, that was a bit a bit crap. But the point is, it's been hot, and my PC has been uh, kicking with all those fans with with the heat, and the temperature on my computer has been quite low, <laughs> considering. Hmm. Like my my PC does not get hot. It's wow. Um, because I'm running the the water cooling setup with uh. F- four five fans on it um externally so like a couple intakes and then like three uh fans one two one on the back two on the top and um 
I think my temperature, CPU temperature, is usually somewhere in like the 50s, which is, I think it's quite low. Um, when it was hot, like this is over the weekend. So it seems to be doing pretty good, but those fans were getting like loud. Yeah. <laughs> it sounded like there were server fans at one point. <laughs> it's holding up at the moment, which is cool. Sweet. Um, how's, how's things back home weather-wise? You guys... Is it cold? It's nice. It's, it's fucking nice. <laughs> it's nice. Yeah. It's really yeah. nice. Uh, it's my perfect temperature, you know, ranging yeah. between uh, 9 and 19. That's, like, perfect for me. If I could live the rest of my life and never exit those two fucking, that range of temperature, that 10 degree range, I'd be fucking happy. You know, you walk yeah. out in the sun and you get a little bit of a, you know, bit of heat and then you fucking actually have to rug up a little bit at night and that's that's the perfect you know it's perfect for me but i know some people really mm. like it warm and stuff and i get that i'm just not about it it's not not for me uh so yeah it's it's pretty fucking nice i like it so it's, uh, it's a beautiful yeah. sunny day at the moment uh right. although yeah when you do spend any time in the sun i am very concerned about how hot sun is going to be this year it's going to be i think it's going to be a fucking stinker I guess we yeah, I mean, if rough. it's happening over here where they're breaking record temperatures, like there was a storm that night as well, yeah. and that there's they don't get storms over here, like in this part. Um, right. That was the first time that I've seen a storm like that, and it wasn't even like a rainstorm; it was just an electrical storm, just lightning uh, and stuff like that. I don't really recall the last time I've been here where there's been like a thunderstorm. It just doesn't. Yeah. It's just not a thing. You know, like back home. Yeah. In in summer during um you know the the hot hot sort of days, it's it sometimes can be extremely hot and then you'll have a you know, it'll piss down rain for a couple of hours and you get this like beefy storm that sort of kicks in. Yeah. It's just it doesn't happen mm. here at all. Like you get rain occasionally. Yeah. No storm. <laughs> no no lightning and thunder. So Fucking- that was kind of and Weird. Sydney, Sydney doesn't even get good storms. Like compared to fucking mm. Queensland, it's like Brisbane, yeah, yeah, fuck yeah, those that's some storms. Those are like that's, some- but they last for about five minutes. Yeah, <laughs> like they come in, kick the shit out of you, yeah, and then they just and leave, like, and it's like it's yeah, still fucking hot. That's the fucking juice, baby. Meanwhile, here yeah. it's like, where's the lightning? Where's the fucking you know? It's just pissing down rain constantly. Get the fuck out of here with that shit. Mm. Anyway. Uh, this has been yeah. the weather podcast uh, with Joe and Luke. Actually, I watched a, I watched a film uh, that wasn't Project <laughs> right. Power. I did watch Project Power, but I watched another one um, mm. called One Night in Bangkok. Yep. Yep. It sounds like the start of a joke. Uh, it does, doesn't it? Or at least, you know, the, the, the moment when Joe decides to tell everyone about the porno that he's been watching. No, One Night in mm. Bangkok, uh, which stars, uh, you know, the, the dude in John Wick 3 who um like really wants to fight John Wick on even like terms the bald dude it stars yeah, yeah. that guy and oh. this film is essentially a rip off of collateral except it's significantly worse <laughs> than collateral and so if you ever uh, see it and someone's like oh yeah you like collateral you might like this right no just rewatch collateral yeah. i think probably Okay. Uh, but yeah, I was thinking about Collateral because of Jamie Foxx and I thought, okay, wow, do you think Jamie Foxx insisted that the, the good, the good guy win, like wins in Collateral as well? Cause that's how he shit up fucking law abiding citizen. 
by mm. insisting that the good guy wins at the end of Law Abiding Citizen, even though that is obviously not how that movie should have fucking ended. Um, yeah. I wonder if he was supposed to win at the end of Collateral the whole time, or if you know, because because Tom Cruise was a master assassin, maybe Tom Cruise should have fucking won in that. But yeah, anyway. Anyway, it's a dumb movie. Was that on on streaming? Yeah. Yeah. Cool, cool. All right. Should we talk about some games? There's a lot here. Um, We've got so many games. Bunch of, like, a lot of this is some new stuff as well, which is quite interesting because it felt like it's been quite slow, but um, actually it's starting to ramp up a little bit, which is good. Um, might kick off with Kill It With Fire which is a game that I talked about a few weeks ago. It's a first-person game where you kill spiders um, using various tools that you've got in your arsenal. Uh, the demo that I played a few weeks ago was about three levels. Um, this one is a lot bigger. It's got a, um, a selection of different sort of uh, levels that you can play that offer different challenges, um, uh, different sort of things that you need to accomplish during the level. It could be something basic like, hey, kill 10 spiders. Uh, and then the next one will be, you've got to do, you know, kill five spiders with fire. Um, or there'll be something that is a bit more obscure that says, um, you know, try and try and smash all of the uh, picture frames in the house. And then you've got to go around and try and find all the picture frames. Or it'll just give you like a riddle. And you've sort of got to determine what that riddle is alluding to and try and figure that part out. But for the most part, it's it's a pretty like basic game where you are just killing spiders with whatever tools that you sort of uncover across the way. Uh, so it starts off pretty basic like a um, with like a noteboard and you start ramping up to like you get a frying pan and then it gets a little bit crazier with like you've got a a um like a hairspray can that shoots fire and then you've got weapons like a pistol and a shotgun um up until you're like doing stupid stuff with like molotov cocktails and c4 dynamite and things like that so it gets it gets pretty silly um and it introduces like different types of spiders as well it starts off with just like a black spider that sort of takes like one hit and then It'll introduce a, another type of spider where you hit it and kill it, and then it sort of spits out a bunch of baby spiders that scurry off, or uh, like jumping spiders and spiders that are camouflaged with the environment and sort of change color so they're a bit harder to see. Uh, so it, it it changes up things a little bit, but for the most part, the game is pretty standard to its formula. It, it's it's kind of just like here's a puzzle puzzle room. Um, we're going to give you a couple of items that you can carry off, carry from level to level uh, and try and solve these puzzles and maybe here's a new spider you got to try and deal with. And um, it doesn't really deviate from that formula all too much. It's it pretty, pretty standard. Um, so in saying that, it's like a fun little game. Um, my only criticism with it would be maybe the price is a little bit too high. Uh, I think I'm just trying to find out. I think it was about 12 US um, on sale. It was, it's 13 US on sale, so that's close to 20 Australian. Yep. And I think that's a tad 
maybe a tad too high for yeah. this game. It was too um, high for, I don't, for my my blood. Yeah. Yeah. If it was like a, a $10 game um, or an $8 game, I think that's a really good sweet spot. I, I don't know sort of like the um, like the roadmap for this game, if they're going to be adding like free content or something like that down the line. Yeah. It's, it's just that uh, I think in its current form, unless it goes on sale even more than what it is because it's discounted by um, 10% at the moment. Yeah. But... I feel like if it goes on sale down the track and it's like eight US or uh, twelve dollars Australian, something like that, um, and you've got a couple of hours, you want to just play a dumb, stupid game, uh, maybe check that one out because you know it's it's an interesting like little indie game that um, does some really weird and quirky things. But I just I feel like it's uh, it's just it doesn't offer like the game doesn't evolve as much as what it sort of sets out from the beginning it's pretty much what what the title is like yeah you're gonna kill a bunch of spiders and that's what you kind of do yeah um it just feels like there could be more maybe something a bit more to like evolve that design of the game some frog traction uh, shit (laughs) did you check that out yet uh no no i haven't played it yet but uh i'm definitely going to over the weekend i'm very excited right yeah, I bought. Anyway, I, bought uh, the, called- I bought the hat and stuff. So, oh, okay, you bought it, right? Um, so yeah, that's called Kill It with Fire. It's available on uh, Steam at the moment. It's on sale for another sixteen hours. So I guess if you're listening to this and you're a, uh, a Patreon subscriber, <laughs> you'll, you'll know about this. But otherwise, you probably missed out. About the, the podcast will definitely not be up. Unfortunately, and and yeah, uh, keep- the presumption is that you only look at Steam after having listened to the podcast. That's that's oh, yeah. what that's what you're like basing everything off on that one on that statement is oh yeah yeah and obviously my, my as recommend- the only my- arbiters of quality games on Steam, <laughs> uh, we are the ones that you need to listen to in this instance. Yeah, yeah. No, my recommendation would be to. Um, like if we talk about a game, you kind of think, "Oh yeah, that sounds alright," but you don't know if you want to buy it yet. Chuck it on like your wish list on yeah. Steam. I I use that Me too. quite a lot, and and uh, you get an email whenever that game is on sale. Um, and what is it? There's probably some sales coming up soonish. Uh, I think we just missed like the summer sales, but there's definitely another sale coming. Um, yeah, in in spring. So yeah. No, I wishlist shit all the time. It is like devastating yeah. for my wallet when the sales do roll around. But yeah, it is easily the best way to keep track of stuff that I'm like, I do actually really want to play that, but I under no circumstances want to pay eighty dollars or whatever yeah. the fuck. Um, so yeah, right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's called Kill It with Fire. It's on Steam. Uh, it might be on other places, but that's where I. Uh, Picked it up from. Um, next up, we got uh, Fall Guys on the list. You've been playing more of this? Yeah, I played a bunch of this uh, the other day. Um, went around a mate's place and uh, we set up a bunch of laptops next to one another and we were all playing, like, partied up. So, like, you know, it's, it's pretty easy. I wish it was bigger than four. Or I wish you could have four custom games. That, that'd be nice. I mean, the... 
I think there's a lot a big wish list of, of things that I think they're going to bring to Four Guys eventually, uh, and I think it's one of those situations. I think Four Guys is the sort of game that captures your attention for a short amount of time, and you like bleed off it, uh, or you tilt your fucking tits off, and then like wander away, and then you come back to it. Uh, and it like I think it's very much something like the, it's so simple to pick up and play that it doesn't feel like like they could very easily use big updates to get a groundswell of enthusiasm again and again. Like it's it's the sort of game where you, you can just sort of oh yeah fuck yeah I'll play some more Fall Guys why the fuck not? It's the sort of game where you feel like I might as well leave it installed because it doesn't take up too much space. And yeah, like I can literally just jump back into it without having to worry about, you know, what what the fucking meta is or some shit. It doesn't doesn't matter. And so yeah, I'd love to like I would love 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 to see uh, more robust spectator tools, and I'd love to see like a full custom game and like custom game options where you can like only races or something like that like set lists playlists. yeah playlists yeah that kind of thing i'd love to see all that obviously more levels and stuff but uh you know we were playing pied up just sort of on a whim we were pretty drunk and uh it was fucking it was good fun that game mm-hmm. is like i i've enjoyed playing it with people at discord uh and i've enjoyed playing with my wife like passing the controller, but sitting next to other people who are actively competing is fucking hilarious. Uh, cause, oh, the fucking, the shit talk is rampant. And right. yeah, there's no need to worry about, oh, I, I doubled, oh, I pressed BA in a fit of rage. So now I can't watch how this one plays out because you can just look over on the screen next to you and all that kind of shit. And yeah, um, no. That game's fucking, it's good. It's good fun. So, uh, yeah. Uh, got drunk. Play more full guys. Uh, yeah, end of the day, I think it's just, a, it's one of those games that um, I think, yeah, will have, like, will exist on my hard drive. I've actually been pretty judicious lately about deleting stuff from my hard drive. It's not like I lack the space. I've got fucking loads of it. Uh, I, yeah. I have been finding that uh, Call of Duty that Warzone is getting out of hand, even for me, even <laughs> even though it is literally on its own fucking hard drive. It's on a dedicated hard drive all on its own, yeah. and it is still out of hand. It is still like, well, <clears throat> we're basically out of space on this one, so uh, I'm not sure what we're going to do. Uh, the yeah. last I checked, it was like 212 gigabytes. Let's have a quick squeeze. It's currently sitting at 201 for me, so maybe they condense some shit. But uh, yeah. it's 201 is still fucking out of control. It is insane. Uh, but yeah, it's not like I, I'm like short on space. I've got fucking 14 terabytes uh, in, like, of, of space on this thing. And uh, six of those are on SSD. So like... It's not like, yeah, I'm nearly out of space or anything. It's just fucking, come on. I just don't need some stuff installed anymore. It can just fuck off. But yeah. Um, anyway, 
Uh, I think four guys will stay. It's still, yeah, it's just, it's not that big, right? Like, doesn't take up right, yeah. much space. So why the fuck not keep it? No. Um, Have you seen this like marketing thing they're doing on on Twitter with the charities? Uh, like someone will get a brand in there if they donate a bunch of money. <laughs> it's a good <laughs> yeah, idea. Yeah, like own costume. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's a good idea. I like how uh the yellow team yellow is the bad guys. Everyone hates yeah. team yellow. Uh, I think that's fucking <laughs> hilarious. I remember the same that was like the same thing happened in uh, Pokemon Go. Everyone hated Team yeah. Yellow. Fuck Team Yellow. It's. I think currently a toilet company is winning. A toilet this, company. Um, Perfect. <laughs> I think I saw like a. I'm just waiting for like the porn companies to jump in with this one, like a um like a Pornhub or, or something like that where. You remember when, like, esports started getting really big? Yeah. And then, like, a bunch of them would just jump in and chuck, like, like a shitload of money onto, like, sponsor? Um, I'm waiting for that to happen in in this because I think it'll be hilarious. But yeah. uh, from what I understand, there's a toilet company that's winning with uh, about $400,000 at this point. 400000 Wow. I think I, uh, I did see, like, they rejected... Uh, a website I think that sells porn games because they're oh, okay. not not safe for work. So maybe they're already out ahead of the oh. the porn situation. Because the last I saw, they um they had them on board. So maybe someone was like, "You can't do that." Like a hey, PlayStation emailed them, or probably Nintendo, um, and was like, "You can't do that." Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, but yep. anyway, it's a funny little. Yeah, a uh, little thing that's going on. All right. Um, anything else for four guys? No, no. Okay, let's move on then to uh, Remnant from the Ashes, which is the free Epic Store game for this week. Um, you talked about this a while back. You and Nate played some co-op, right? Uh, yeah, we played through it in co-op, like through right. the entire game in co-op. Um. And, uh, yeah, we were, I think we tried over and over again to get you to fucking play it, but you refused. So, uh, I refused to buy it. I wasn't going to buy it. And yep. I'm glad that I didn't, Joe. I don't like it. <laughs> you don't like it? What's not to no. like? It's, um, it just doesn't, like, I, it's a RPG game that's very inspired by, like, a, a Dark Souls, I guess. Yeah. Um, I didn't get very far. I think I got through the first level or something like that. You you, you basically, the game starts off and you end up um, sort of being like rescued. And uh, it's got a bit, a bit more of an emphasis, emphasis on like guns. Um, so you've got your melee combat and there's like three ranges of weapons. I think there's like a close, medium and far range weapon that you can switch between. Yep. And so... Uh, I just didn't play a lot of it. I kind of got through the first level and was like, oh, I just didn't enjoy that. It just didn't feel challenging. And I don't like the, uh, the, the, the start of the game has you at this like base and you're going around just talking to people that yeah. I don't care about. Yeah. Um, I, I'm kind of glad now that when dark souls or like the from software games are like, here's a bunch of story, like that they usually just give you three lines and then none of it makes any sense anyway. Cause I don't care about the story. Yeah. The people that want to care about the story can go really dive deep. 
Um, so I, I now appreciate uh, from software's limited storytelling for people that just do not care about storytelling in those games. And so for this game, I was like, why are people just yapping all the time? I just don't care anymore. What like it just it was so boring. Uh, so then I got past that, and they were like, oh, go talk, go find this person and go find that person. But there's no like indication of where these people are in this um like facility you're in and so i'm just fucking running around talking to everybody that i can talk to trying to find this person like the way there's no like waypoint system or map that you can look at that gives you any information of like this is where you need to be um there's like a a a map on uh where you are like the level you're on but it doesn't show you any information of like here's a here's this person it's kind of just a bunch of fucking um like the layout of the floor and so you don't, like if someone's on four floors below you you don't know you need to go four floors below you and like i'm just searching everywhere and so that was terrible um and then i get into the first map the first level and i think i breezed through it i didn't i don't even know if i got hit but it was just very basic and i didn't like the level design like i was waiting for it to sort of open up to like a that dark soulsy thing with with um you know shortcuts and that sort of stuff but it just felt very linear and then i got to the end and was like okay cool uh and then that's when i stopped playing because it just didn't like it didn't do anything that i felt like was interesting so it didn't really feel like it needed to warrant any of my time especially with all the other games that i was getting sent and stuff would come through i had some other um some review code come through from some other stuff but yeah i just didn't feel like it did anything special that was going to hold any of my interests so I just kind of gave up on it i don't know maybe i need to play more i think like you haven't really given it uh, you didn't really give it like uh like because i remember feeling a lot of the same things and i yeah. think the only reason i managed to get past this was because i was playing in co-op right it's one of those situations because yeah. I, I i definitely remember like actively thinking am i only having fun because it's co-op or is this actually yeah. fun and this the early part of the game is very much a case of this is only fun because i'm dicking about with nate in co-op and so if you had played with mm. us when we told you to then you would have had fun because we would have been playing in co-op but uh it would have been 80 bucks out of pocket though so but uh i think we got it on sale first tool anyway um you got a free <laughs> and and you had to play it alone so what was the real cost yeah. um yeah uh there's like it, it it never opens up in the dark souls way that i think you want but mm. it does get interesting like it does get interesting from a gameplay point of view interesting enough to warrant playing all the way through up until the final boss which you should just quit at just don't do it it's not worth it's a terrible fucked boss fight like aggravating as fuck um not not like not challenging just just tedious like purely tedious it might like it's truly one of the fucking worst boss fights like probably the top three worst final boss fights of all time it's awful uh and the ending is the same understated storytelling that, that goes nowhere. But all, mm. like, so many of the fights before that are, like, edgiest seat, the boss fights, uh, at least, uh, edgiest seat, like, fucking, 
like nails clawing into your own fucking palms, like fucking ripping your fucking mouse uh, so hard you think you're going to fucking break it type shit. Uh, yep. that you, you're terrified that you're not going to make it through. And it's totally like those fights are fucking worth it because, yeah, you don't get that out of shooters a lot. Mm. Um, so, yeah, like it does, there are, there's value in that game 100%. Um, out beyond, uh, the idea of playing it in co op. Um, but it yep. is certainly better. The parts where it lags are. Uh, buoyed, buoyed mm-hmm. by the co-op. So uh, I guess what I'm saying is you should have played it with us in co-op. I'm, I might jump back into it when I get some time. But I, th- I think I've seen Dr. E3 Money playing it. I'm not sure. Yeah. So maybe you could join in with them. Yeah, we'll see. Um, anyway, that's on that's on Steam. Oh, sorry, on the Epic Game Store at the moment. It's the uh, free game of the... Um, month. Oh, you've got until tomorrow. <laughs> Good luck again. <laughs> Sorry. Classic. Uh, but tomorrow, uh, Enter the Gungeon will be free and uh, God's Trigger, which I've not played. So, right. Um, Enter the Gungeon's good though. So, check it out. Fantastic. Yeah, definitely get that one. Yeah. Yep. Anyway. Cool. Um, what else you got? Risk of Rain 2. Yeah, so I jumped in and played it. Yeah, it's it hit 1.0. You played it a little bit last week. Uh, I've played yeah. a bunch of it since. Uh, I got up to the final boss. I do not like that last level uh, at all. What a pain in the crotch. Is um, there a last level? Yeah, yeah. Well, there's technically, like, there's a way to finish the game. Um, mm. It's optional. Uh, basically, when you get to the... So the the levels sort of cycle at f- at level five. Uh, yep. When you get to level five, you can uh, either continue the cycle to power up more, or you can. There's another teleporter that you can use. Use that teleporter, and you'll go to the final level and face off against the final boss. And it's just annoying. It is so is it a fucking cube? dull. Not a cube. Why would it no, be a cube? Okay. I don't know. I did a level with like a cube and I had to get like artifacts and that hurt the giant cube in the middle. I don't know. Uh, I don't think I've done that one. Um, anyway. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't like that. Like the enemies in it are annoying as fuck to fight. They don't drop anything. There's no opportunity to fucking like, there's no... I couldn't find any chests or anything. And yeah. every second that ticks past, the bo- the final boss is getting harder and harder and harder. Uh, and so you wind up in this situation where, uh, like, you've got to make a decision. Do you go there? Like, I did it on the second cycle, but we'd reached uh, <laughs> in difficulty yeah. terms. And, like, I was doing damage and I was able to successfully dodge everything he put out at me. Uh, But then I got to the second phase. No, the third phase, I think. I think the second phase, he's not actually something you can fight. Mm. Um, So, yeah, I got to the third phase and suddenly he was hitting me a lot more. And right. I was, I felt like I was doing less damage. I don't know, but like what, what it 
effectively meant was like, I needed to do so much damage that it took so fucking long and it was multi-phase which you know I've been pretty vocal and fucking hate in general uh, and uh, yeah it was just it, again sort of tedious like pretty dull apparently there's like there's an, there's another phase after that and then a final fucking uh, escape sequence and the opportunities to fail in both of those are immense so not only were like, uh, so I, that was on the second one. I played through again, went through on my first cycle and uh, like got to him before it was impossible difficulty, I believe. Uh, but I just didn't like, it took me so long to, it wasn't even him. Like I was, I think I was doing more consistent, better damage against the final boss than I was his ads were taking so much because I guess, you know, I didn't have as much, uh, I hadn't really gotten that much in terms of, uh, damage power ups and stuff. Or like, I think the reason he was taking more damage was cause I had a lot of those fucking arm pissing rounds that give you extra boss damage and the ads don't count as bosses. So like I wound up in this situation where like, yeah, I was like the, the hardest part was taking care of the fucking ads. And, uh, and in the third phase, he starts summoning ads alongside himself. And so I had like, it was just like annoyingly tedious again. And, uh, by the time I managed the second phase is literally just summoned ads. By the time I had finished taking care of them, mm-hmm. uh, I had reached ha 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 difficulty, and like I didn't even have an entire fucking cycle's worth of extra power ups now. Uh, I'd literally like I'd spent maybe fucking sixty percent of the time of this entire run just in this fucking one level. And it's just like. I I don't understand. How is that the fucking? Who played this and thought, yeah, this this is a good fucking. This is a good one. Like I like how this plays out, right? If it's it just it, it's a classic. It's a bit of a fucking. It's a bit of a running theme lately, but it it strikes me very strongly of being play tested by people who know exactly what they need to do. Yeah, and so what you wind up having is this situation where like, I'm sure there is a trick to beating this boss, right? And there's there's probably some scenario where I'm like, oh well, I just don't go there until cycle three, uh, when I've already got, and I I know I've got blah 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 blah, um, and I know better than to attempt to do it beforehand, but the the learning phase, the portion of the game where I learn that for myself, right? Because there's no, nobody's going to fucking tell me it, right? The entire, the way the game works is you learn this shit uh, through trial and error. But the trial uh, and and the error portion of this fucking learning phase is so fucking tedious that it just makes me not want to, like, I particularly relish the idea of like learning stuff for myself in Risk of Rain. Mm-hmm. And uh, like 
I think there, there is a lot to Risk of Rain where you like you start by not knowing stuff and you sort of just pick up whatever and then you get to a point where you're like okay well you know sometimes you'll you'll find one of those fabricators where you swap shit for one particular thing and yeah. you might have a it's pun- random right it's definitely random yes uh yeah. but like you might run across one that's that's fucking amazing you're like cool i'm dumping everything into this um and you and you do it uh and it like it, it works out phenomenally but like as you play more and more you learn when you should and shouldn't do that stuff and it, like that's the process of of risk of rain at no point like previously has that felt like a a chore but now yeah this boss fight learning what i need to do to succeed in this boss fight feels like such a fucking chore and i'm so inclined to just go fucking look it up look like just fucking google how the fuck do i beat like what what what's the trick what what do i need to do just just fucking mm. just tell me and yeah do i need to wait until cycle three do i need to fucking make sure i stack whatever the fuck i know i already know based on some news stories that i need to make sure i've got mobility uh which is never really a problem anyway because I largely play as the mercenary and I like my mobility focus builds with him as it is. But like, yeah, fucking hell, man. It's just, yeah, annoying, that boss. I still like uh, Risk of Rain, but yeah, that mm. boss is fucking doing my head in. Anyway. Yeah. I, um, I feel like, I don't know. I just don't like the progression of that game. I played a uh nine nine to ten levels i think yeah um i got through and i was like is there an end to this it must i must have played for hour and ten ten minutes or something like that yeah and i like paused it and alt tabbed and was like is there an ending to this And people were like no it just keeps cycling i'm like oh okay cool so then i just killed myself at that point right because i just wasn't having i wasn't having fun um and then after I died, I didn't get anything. Like, I thought I'd get, like, a new character or something or I don't know. Like, whatever the game is trying to give you. And I got nothing. I was like, well, I think I'm done with this game. Like, I just don't like the progression system. I think it needs an XP system or something to give you, like, incentive on playing these missions instead of being, like, I think it's surrounded by an achievement system now. Like, yep. do this a or- certain amount, amount of times. Yeah, and that kind of just forces you to do stupid shit um like when i like, when, the, I, like I, I, I think it's dumb yeah yeah it's like having the whole like apex legends right where they're like here's your daily challenges if the progression system was purely just that when you couldn't play it any other way it'd be fucking terrible i feel like i don't understand your apex well, Apex Legends give you challenges, right? And they're yep. like, you need to drop at this location. And then the next mission will be like, get three Mozambique kills or start like they force you to play a certain way where you just want to kind of just play the game. But like Risk of Rain is, is a bit different to Apex where, because like, you, like the, the, it's not competitive in the same sense. It's not competitive in like the same way i mean you the only person you're competing against in risk of rain is yourself so it's yeah. trying to incentivize you to do things other than what you are purely comfortable with 
Yeah, but I just want to play the game. And when I play it for an hour and 10 minutes and don't get anywhere, I don't get anything for it. It just feels like, oh, uh, well, why am I playing this at all then? Like, yeah, I guess. I'm like, I get that. I just, I like, I think you could be getting stuff. Like, I think you just need to go in with a plan, right? Like, you need to go in, like, it's like right. when you- But you can have both. Why not have an experience system- and then have a challenge system that gives you experience. Like you can play it either one way or play it with the challenges, like what you know, Apex or Call of Duty or whatever you want to call it, um, where you know you can earn stuff by playing it normally. But if you do it, these challenges, then you also get like a quicker boost to it. I just feel like by them saying this is what you need to do to get to this next character or to get to this next, you know ability that you've got then it's kind of just forcing you to play a certain way and you're like oh, i just i just kind of want to jump in there and just fuck around and if i you know and then try another character as opposed to be like you've got to kill this thing with a certain grenade in two seconds or i don't know i haven't really looked at him after i checked the first couple but i was just like i just don't really want to do that it I feels like a chore at that stage i didn't find them that difficult to complete though i think that that's the the thing is that like by and large i, I didn't find them that except for uh, there's a dude you buy at the moon store that requires 10, yeah. 10 moon coins. That was I don't know how to get there. Lunar coins. I uh, got there once and I don't know what I did to get there. Right. <laughs> well, like that, that's that's part of the learning experience. That's like that's all part of the the, the way the game like creates a a sense of progression in you that is tied to your own personal sense of progression that's that's what roguelikes do yeah maybe it's just or too long lights, whatever like maybe I, I was i don't know maybe i played on an easy or, or i have to jack the difficulty up i just don't feel like playing for an hour and 20 minutes or 10 minutes and getting like feel it like to the point where i just was i just killed myself because it's like this is i'm not having fun anymore <laughs> like what am i doing this yeah. is, I've seen this level three times now. Why am I doing this? Like the same fucking level. It like, was, um, I mean, I guess largely to your point, like you would be earning stuff while you're doing that. You would be finding the lunar coins you need uh, when you go to the lunar base, when you work out how to do it. Uh, I can tell you if you want. There's a... Uh, no, I'm not playing uh, anymore. All right. <laughs> I'm done. Fair enough. I don't care about it. All right. Cool. Luke's, Luke, you're just fucking, you're writing off games, hit left, right, and center. You've got like, he's a busy man, okay? He's got fucking spiders to, the, to kill. Some of these other games, Joe. He's got spiders to kill, and he's not going to fucking waste his time playing Remnant or Risk of Rain. They're fucking, he's had enough. He's moving mm. on. All right, let's move on. All right. Well, Idle um, Legacy. Idle Legacy. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Uh, I've been playing more of this. Um, I've reached the point where I've got minions now. Uh, and Wait. What? Idle Slayer? Idle Slayer. That's what I meant. Oops. Yeah. My bad. Idle Slayer. <laughs> Fix that up. Okay. Idle Slayer. Yeah, I've got minions now. Uh, and yeah, just sort of churning through. Um, I've got minions as well. Well done. So you caught yep. up to me then. Uh, yeah, I think it is one of those cases where you do sort of hit a wall. So did you find you hit a wall, uh, at the, where was it? The Nanillion part? 
Yeah, that's where I'm at now. Yeah, yeah. That is my wall. Uh, but you like the the good thing is there's two currency uh, elements, so that you wind up feeling like you're still getting progression out of the Slayer points, even though you're yeah. s- sort of stuck on the millions, uh, which is good. What well. level is your minions at the moment? I've only got one. I've only got one, and he's level fifteen. Okay. So he's yeah. actually mine. I think is like six or something. Right. Yeah. He won't he's actually. Just he's, you're just pissing away Slayer points until you get yeah, to until the, ten. Yeah, at least ten, because I mean, you still have to make up for the hundred you spent to get to ten. So uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. But it's 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 getting to the point now where like I'll do one reset sort of every day, maybe two, yeah, depending on how I'm feeling. Um, and it generally are. takes me like 15 minutes to get back to pretty comfortably where I was before. Yeah, or close to it, where I can just leave it and be like, okay, cool, I'm on my Have way you again. got the achievement for buying a hundred upgrades at the same time? Mm, I don't think so. I went for it on my last you reset. You know, you've got the buy all button. Yeah. Buy max. Buy, no, buy all on the upgrades thing. On the upgrades oh, okay. section. Right. Bought, buy not, all yep, available. I've not seen that. Right. Yep. Well, uh, yeah. Uh, there's an achievement for buying 100 all at the same time. And on my last reset, I specifically tried my best to acquire it and I bought 99 upgrades at once and I was fucking spitting. I was fucking spitting. <laughs> All I had, I just needed fucking, but it's so like, yeah, I didn't want to count them. That was the thing. Like, I'm not counting a hundred. Get the fuck out of here. Um, so I've like, done their research. They that's got to be a the bad exact sweet 100. spot to get you. Yeah. Yeah. I know I'm going to do it next time. Though. I'll, I'll fucking get them. But yeah. Uh, good game. Still playing it. Yeah. Still enjoying it. It's a good... Yeah. I I love landscape mode. It's such a good... Oh, it's completely it's so changed huge. it for me. You can it's, you can have your upgrades or your, like, buy thing open while still playing. While you're oh, playing. my God. Yeah. It's fucking amazing. It's yeah. so good. And it's so much easier to see um, boxes that are coming. Yeah. Yeah. Because now you can just hammer that. Yep. that run button yep. and jump as opposed to being like, I'm just going to, in like the other mode where it's, you got like less screen space. Portrait mode, yeah. You can, just can't see what's coming in front of you. And so yeah. you like you jump and then you miss like a box or something because you're like, I need those three coins. You're like, fuck. Yeah. I didn't want that box. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I didn't want those coins. I want the box. I want the um, box. But now in like landscape mode, you can just see everything from, you know, you get 10 minutes to try and, <laughs> hit those boxes it's it's very easy yeah uh so yeah still still digging that one um all right what else we got mortal shell which is a new game that came out uh yesterday i believe uh so i got a review code for this one um have you heard of this at all i think or have you played any i think you played I, some I played, right? I played the beta yeah i played it in beta uh i wasn't fucking wild about it if i'm being honest yeah um i didn't i thought the animation system was a little bit fucking janky uh right uh, like there was a there was definitely the way it interacted the character interacted with uh the terrain uh mm-hmm. led to some situations where you were you'd like 
walk down uh, a step that was the, the sh- shorter than the height of a fucking curb uh, on the side of a street. Uh, but it would animation cancel and you'd fucking eat a bunch of shit as a result. Uh, right. That was definitely happening at the beta. Um, yeah, and it just felt kind of sloppy, to be honest. Maybe they fixed okay. it up since then, but I was like, eh. I don't think I'm going to play this. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Just not feeling um, it. So, yeah, I got a review code for this one just cool. before it came out. Nice. It's, uh, it's like a love letter to From Software games, like the Dark Souls in particular style games. Um, like the actual aesthetic of the game, um, the menu screen, like the, the loading screen looks like it's a... Like if, if you showed someone this... Oh, yeah. a loading screen they would be like oh this is the new dark souls game yeah. like the new like it looks exactly like it it's crazy um so they're very much fans of those types of games and, and that's pretty much what this is it's like a like i said like a love letter to dark souls they've sort of played those games really enjoyed them and were like well we're gonna try and make our own one um and try and throw some interesting unique uh game decisions behind it and so you're playing this character who is able to inhabit um bodies that are that you find throughout the world and when you do that you uh encapsulate a bunch of different stats and and uh that's on a basis of like your stamina um and your health bar and that sort of thing um and so as you progress and find these different types of bodies, those stats change. So it's very much stepped away from the RPG elements of a Dark Souls game where you're earning um, souls and spending those souls to level up your character into 20 different stats to play the way that you kind of want to do it. Whereas this is very streamlined and simplified to the point where those stats are tied to or, or, you know, the three stats that you can use in the game are tied to these uh, shells, these bodies that you're able to uh, in- take over in the game. So it's not um, it's it's not wildly uh, like min maxing certain points to try and get to a certain level, which could be a bit of a detriment to the game, I think, as well, which I'll get into. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's the basic idea is that you're, you're going around, you're finding these these bodies and shells, and that's kind of the way that you you know, change up your play style throughout the game because uh, they've got different weapons and things like that too. And so um, the way the mechanics works in terms of your like death system, um, when you lose your health bar, um, your being sort of bursts out the back of the shell that you're in so the body you're in and you're this life form that has very little health um but a a very long stamina bar and you need to get back into your body uh and if you're successful in doing that then you can continue to run around and um try and survive a bit more but if you get hit and it's generally a one hit kill uh, then you die and you go back to the bonfire of the game, yep. which I think is, it's a person, but I think they even call it a bonfire. <laughs> like she's a bonfire. She mentions it at one point. Right. Uh, like there are other bonfires scattered throughout. You're like, you're a lady. I think you're a lady, but all right. Um, 
And so that's kind of how the whole resurrection system works. It, it takes on like a, um, like giving you a second life. And that's something that allows you to, uh, you know, maybe step back and think, oh, maybe I'm not equipped for this situation or you might've just screwed up an attack. Cause it is very challenging in terms of its combat um, for, for like, you can get hit three times and you're done. Um, especially because it's a game where, it's not like you're leveling up strength in order to get more HP. It, you're, you're just kind of, you start the game and the character that you've got at the start of the game can be exactly the same character you've got at the end of the game, like a, a one bro type situation. And yep. that's the way I play it. I, I kind of pick the all round character, like the one in the middle that is, you know, sort of good at everything. Like yep. you can pick one that's got like high health, but maybe low stamina. Um, or someone that's got lower health and higher stamina, and then there's like bits and bits in between, and so I kind of just went with the the first one that you get, who seems like a pretty good overall character to pick, uh, and so you end up leveling up in the game by upgrading your weapons, which allows you to do more damage, and and uh, you end up getting um, the the equivalent of souls. They call like tar. That's not like tar. It's called tar in the game, and you also get glimpses and you use those glimpses and tar to level up um, abilities in your character. So it could be something basic, like um, one of the good ones are like, if you end up killing a bunch of people or if you've um, like already died, then you can get a second, like you can basically just keep going again. So it sort of refills that, that bar again a second time. Um, which is something that you don't normally have at the start. You kind of just, if you leave your body and get back in, yeah. then that's it. You're like, you've either got to go for a bonfire or try and uh, survive until as long as you can. Whereas that specific ability is like, hey, if you kill a certain amount of people, you'll be able to recharge that and you won't have to worry again. Um, so that's kind of like one end of the spectrum. And the other one, the other end is very basic abilities. Like there's a mode, uh, sorry, a blocking ability called Harden, which makes your skin sort of like turn to rock and while you're this form anyone that hits you sort of takes a bit of like stagger damage and um is like interrupted and so you can go in for some more hits and so you can upgrade that ability so that your you know your stagger is you're sorry your harden is lasting 25 5 longer or it recharges quicker um so that, that's really an interesting way of solving the like a um sword and shield combo like you don't actually have a sword and shield you've just got a sword yep. and you've got the harden ability which is like your blocking ability but you can't just sit there and block the entire time like dark souls you know you walk up to someone with a block and hope they hit you yep. um and sometimes you take damage depending on what type of shield you've got and other times the shield will just block everything for you but yeah, it's an interesting solution to be like yeah, you can't actually just block the entire time like it's got a recharge to it um and uh you got to think about when you should be using it and so yeah it's that's that's an interesting idea that they've got in there and that sort of in, incorporates into the combat as well like you can trigger that at the same time of doing attacks and you'll do more powerful attacks and um you end up getting different abilities later on that sort of change up the way that combat works so that that's kind of cool um but in terms of the the combat uh it's it feels very much like a dark souls game it's it's um it's the same sort of style like you're sort of coming up against very very basic enemies you hit them a couple of times you're learning their move sets you're rolling out of the way um 
and you're learning like each level as you go. And every time that you come up against something, it's like, all right, well, how do I take this thing out? What's what's it going to do? And the first time that you face something, it's always like daunting because you don't really know what they're going to be capable of. But once you figure out like their trick, that's when it's game, they, the game starts to ramp up a little bit and it starts throwing you like, now there's two of them. And there's now in this side, there's two of them, but there's one of this other thing and try and figure that one out. And so it's all this you know, problem solving that Dark Souls is very good at. Um, so actually, I've, I've liked the combat. It's It's definitely not like on the same level as a from software game but it it makes you appreciate how good that combat system is and i think they've done an excellent job at trying to replicate that because we see triple a studios try and do that quite a lot now recently and um i don't think they get it as as good as what some of these from software inspired games are going for like mortal shell or um the surge, like those types of things. I think they, they, you know, um, they just don't spend as much time. I feel like on replicating that feeling. Hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I've, uh, I've had a lot of fun with it. There's some aspects of it that I don't like in particular, the, um, thing I just talked about with the leveling system. Yep. I mean, it kind of, I don't know if the game knows where it wants to be in terms of like its difficulty. Um, like in certain parts, I feel like there there may be, and I could be just pulling this out of thin air, but it makes me feel like they've gone for like the really pure Dark Souls experience with it being a really challenging game. Um, but at the same time, like making strange decisions in terms of, well, there's no, there's no leveling up system, right? And so if you kind of get stuck at a point, you've just got to get good. There's... Yeah. there's Nothing more to it because you can't in like in Dark Souls, you kind of just grind. So like if you get stuck somewhere, you can run around, explore a bit more, get some more souls, get get enough souls to be like, all right, maybe I'll put 10 points in strength or in dexterity or something. And then you get like a little bit more health, you get a bit more damage, and then you go and retry an area and you're like, oh, okay, this is a little bit easier. Whereas in Mortal Shell, you you can't really do that because, like I said, the character that you've got at the beginning has the same stats yeah. throughout, and the only difference is you're leveling up your weapon, and you can only do that to a certain point. Yeah. Um, and so there's there's a point in the game where it's just like, in order to get past this, you just need to get good. Yeah. And I'm wondering if like, there's always this interesting conversation around Dark Souls of being, uh, there should be an easy mode, yeah. right? Yeah. And I guess the the way that you make that game easier is by grinding more and spending soul souls, uh, whereas in Mortal Shell, that's just not a thing you can do. Yeah, um, that has you just always, got to try and get through. That has always been the answer as well. The, the to the question of oh, you know, I find Dark Souls too hard, and people are mm-hmm. like, but you can you can make it easier. Like you can actually make it. There are. Uh, a number of ways to make Dark Souls easy. You can you can grind, as you said, or you can use a guide, or you know all these kinds of things. You can watch someone else do it. Yeah. You can shortcut your way uh, through some of the elements, but at the end of the day, you're you're still bound to the dexterity requirements of like the manual dexterity requirements of the game itself. Um, yeah. 
at a at a basic level, there is definitely a a gate there that you have to be able to uh, overcome. I think uh, like the fucking mas- mastery that the got to use something ten times to familiarity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's also an- like the antithesis of the ability to look something up. You know, like you can't. Yeah, I think it's a great system. You like it? I, I, I didn't in the beta. I, I think it's, it's pretty anti-player, to be honest. Really? You know, the, the idea that yeah, you got to poison yourself ten fucking times oh. before you can eat a mushroom that'll heal you, or some shit. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the kind of the only one that they do for the most part. Everything. You use it once. Like, you pick up something, you don't know what it does. And mm. so, like, you're talking about um, there's mushrooms in the game. And so, you'll pick up a mushroom and you don't know what it does. Yeah. You need to use it to figure it out. And once you use it, it'll be like, oh, you'll restore 30 points of health in 30 seconds. But there's also this familiar, uh, what do you call it? Mastery, I think. I don't know. Mastery. Familiarity. Yeah, mastery, yeah. familiarity, um, bar at the bottom. And if you do it, do it a certain amount of times, it kind of like levels it up, yeah. and so you get a um, your uses get a little bit better. And so, if you use it the first time, you do thirty points in thirty seconds. But if you do it ten times, for instance, and you level up that specific item, it might do it uh, thirty points in fifteen seconds. Yeah. Um, and it, it only goes that one level, which. Uh, you know, they, they could have taken that a bit further. But I like that system in terms of the one you're talking about, the mushroom, right? Yeah. You can eat the mushroom and it gives you poison damage. But if you get a poison immunity, like by eating it a bunch, then all of a sudden you get poison resist for two or three minutes. Um, I think that's an interesting way of doing it. Like it tells you, you only need to use it once and it tells you, but you can level it up a second time by eating it 10, 10 times or, or whatever it is you're using. Um, and that's the only one case that I can think of where it was like the mushroom uh, was causing me grief. And the problem around that was I just stood next to the bonfire lady and ate all the fucking mushrooms and then yeah. used the bonfire. Um, like, yeah, see, I, well, in the beta, it made it seem like it was going to, like, that was the trend. You know, you didn't yeah. run into that many fucking familiarity items, you know, the loot. Okay. And the mushrooms, and I think there was one other thing. And so it seemed like, by and large, you would run into things that might, like hurt you, but if you use them mm-hmm. enough, they would like give you a boon. And it felt very much like they like it, it was supposed to be a, a way to uh, negate. The ability for players to like sort of us- usurp um, some of the, the the gating of the game, the, the like yeah. the way the game works in terms of, like it would be very difficult to one bro a game or or sorry one bro uh, like no no death a game if like all of the healing items required you to fucking die 10 times before they'd actually heal you type thing, you Mm -hmm. know, like it just, but I guess if that doesn't actually play out that way on a large scale in the, in the greater game, then I could see how it would be pretty cool. Uh, Yeah. It just, yeah. The beta made it seem really 
oppressive. I think. Yeah. The, yeah. the um the mushrooms are kind of like the only one thing that I can yeah. think of that does that. And and what I'm thinking is like if that was a case for they were doing that with 30 different items, then you get to the point where it's like the trick that I did, well, why not just stand next to the bonfire lady, eat all these fucking mushrooms, and then it doesn't matter. Like he kind of gamed the system at that point because it's not really doing anything. Yeah. Um so it'll throw you like things you can pick up. Uh like you pick up these glimpses and and uh you'll use it once and it's like, hey, you get this many, you know, whatever. And then if you do it ten times and it's like, all right, you now get a, a bit more of that. So um a bit more glimpses. So every time you use that, you're now getting a little bit more uh, as the game progresses further and further. Um so yeah, I don't know. I, I just think it's an interesting system. I uh wish maybe it went a tier further like yeah. a, like another level or something because um kind of just stops at that point and you're not really you know doing much else with that but i just i just thought it was interesting it reminded me of um like an elder scrolls game where you use something and you just get good at it <laughs> like i'm gonna use the sword and eventually you start getting bonus points in it and and that sort of thing like a mini system of that not not as deep but Still, um, I like what it's kind of doing. Um, so yeah, there's that. Uh, the um, the level design is very different to a Dark Souls game. Um, it feels a bit more like open, I guess. I don't know what was in the beta, but it kind of just chucks you into an area at the start of the game. And I guess the, my issue was that, and this isn't the game's fault, this is, or maybe it is the game's fault, uh, but being so... Um, used to the Dark Souls or the From Software formula of of these environments and they're kind of like maze-like and eventually there's shortcuts and you lead back on each other. But it's it's very, for the most part, quite linear, like in terms of where you should be going. Mm. Uh, occasionally, they'll kind of branch you off into different areas, but they're usually like little hub sections where um, you get to a dead end and you come back type thing and you kind of know where you should be going. Whereas this one, a, a bit more open, um, and I just felt uh, kind of, I don't know, like lost, not sure where I should be going. And that's, yeah, like I said, I don't know if that's the game's fault or just m- me being used to the Dark Souls formula because you end up with um, like in areas where you kind of feel like you've finished it and then you're like, all right, where do I go next? And so you go exploring to a different direction and it's like you're going further and further down like another area and you're like oh was i supposed to go back and maybe clear out this other part first um and i guess that's because of the whole you've got no leveling system and so really at that point it just kind of doesn't matter anyway because (laughs) all you're looking for is things to upgrade your sword um so i just kind of felt a bit, bit lost in terms of which like What's my progress in this game? What area should I be completing first? And then have I gone too far down into one area? Should I even be here? Or should I go back and try something else? Um, Like there's this giant wolf creature thing near one of the bonfires that you need to take on. Uh, And he's basically right next to your save location. Um, And uh, the first time I went in there, it kicked the shit out of me. And it wasn't until... I'd cleared out a decent chunk of the game that I went back in there to fight him. Um, but 
it's just kind of that thing where you're like, oh, I don't know what point I'm supposed to fight this thing or like if I should be in this area at all or do I go back and find somewhere else? It just felt a little bit too, um, like the signposting the game is trying to give you is there it really isn't none. <laughs> it's mm. just kind of like you go out and explore and you yeah. just kind of figure it out and as you go. And on the odd occasion, on some of the levels that I've been into, they do the, the uh, you know, here's a locked door and eventually you get around that locked door and you open it. But yep. even then it doesn't feel like it's a shortcut. It just feels like another way you can sort of get from point A to point B. Right. Because um, there's not really a, I mean, there's a fast travel system, but you have to spend currency to fast travel. Right. Um, and so, yeah, it's... um. I don't know. There's just really strange and different decisions. Like they, they, they've so tried to do the Dark Souls game, but they've also put their own spin on it, which I'm okay with. Like try things and see how they go. Um, like I don't think it's. I still had fun with this game. Like I, I enjoyed it. Um, but at the same time, I don't know if I enjoyed it more than. The Surge, I think that did some more unique things. Yeah. I think the combat is more interesting in The Surge. This kind of just feels like a um, like a Dark Souls clone with some twists on the combat. Uh, you know, you use like this resolve meter to do abilities. It could be like a, um, it's like a parry. You can use resolve to, to parry a unit. And if you do it at the right time, then you'll get health back. Or you can use two bars of resolve and do a special attack ability or um yeah or, or like kick somebody and put them off balance and so like there's some interesting things that they're trying to do with the combat that is a bit more um deeper than like your dark souls um a lot of the abilities in dark souls are generally tied to like the weapon you're using um they tried to throw a couple of twists in some of the more recent from software games where you know uh you have to spend something and you can do some stupid attack that'll come out but for the most part you've got your attack and heavy attack and block in those games it doesn't really do a lot a lot much uh, that's different between those dark souls games but this one's like you know abilities and that sort of thing change up the combat a little bit more um so yeah i i don't know man like i think it's an interesting game it's nowhere near as long as like a dark souls it's maybe between 15 to 12 hours you can probably smash through it there did you say 15 it's to 12? Not. Yeah. Why would you say it like that? 12 to 15. You, do you, like, when you're fucking doing a fucking before and after picture, do you put the fucking, the after picture on the on left the or some shit? You just fucking- well, I, I think about the filthy casuals first, Joe, <laughs> and then I think about me. All right. All right. Sure. <laughs> yeah, 12 to 15 I is I think about people like sure, you, man. 15 hours. Get the fuck out of here, you mate. Well, is there replayability? Um, I mean, there's the whole, like, you can try the different characters and stuff like that. The different shells, um, yeah. Yeah, the different shells, because they've all got a different, like, skill tree that you can put points into. Yeah. They all play differently. They've got different weapons, um, that sort of stuff. I haven't looked into, like, a new game plus mode. Um. I can have a quick look, but I i mean, it says there is one, but I don't know what it does. Uh, uh, it looks like weapons can be upgraded to plus 10. So I think the max is plus five. 
where I'm at. Right. Um, or is or is that a new game? I don't know. Anyway, there is a new game plus. I don't know what it does or you know what it's changing exactly, uh, but it's definitely on there. There's some replayability. So yes, that is your answer. Um, there's, I mean, like the boss fights weren't particularly tough. It does the thing you hate where the boss has a health bar and yeah. he goes down and then he gets back up with full health again. I was like, oh, Joe will fucking love this. <laughs> oh, love yeah. It. Why not just make a giant health bar, Job, that goes all the way across the screen? That's what then- I, that's what I want to know. You know, like <laughs> that'll do. I have, I, I have, like, I think I literally discussed this when we were talking about Sek- Sekiro. But like, the only reason you have multiple phases is for that shock moment. The only one in Sekiro that I thought thought did it well was the fucking ape. Was the yeah. giant monkey? Because but the that's moment- the only one that pretends. It, it, it comes up and says, "Right, you finished it." That's the purpose. That's what I think multi-phase bosses, that's why you would have it. Any yeah. other time they do it is literally just, uh, I don't know, get the fuck it. Like, okay, yeah, cool. It's multi-phase. Like, it's so fucking boring. I think a massive fucking bar would be so mm. much more interesting, so much more terrifying. You'd be like, oh my God, I am doing nothing. Like the fucking ancient dragon in uh, Dark Souls 3. Right, and you're like, this thing can one shot me, flies everywhere, can fucking punt me all over the place. The run to the thing is a nightmare of cunts invading me over and over again. And when I get in there, I'm doing dick all damage. Yeah, this is fucking phenomenal. This is a fucking boss fight. Like that is the fucking boss fight of Dark Souls Three, right? Not this fucking, oh, yeah, multi-stage. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's dead yeah. and now it's back up again. Like, get the fuck. Get oh, the I wonder fuck, if that's like a QA thing, off. though, where where people jump into that and they look at this bar and they're doing no damage and like, oh, I'm not supposed to be here type thing. Good. Good. <laughs> it's a Dark Souls game. You're not supposed to be <laughs> any of these places. Like, <laughs> fuck. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I played Remnant from the Ashes. I liked Mortal Shell a lot more than that game. Um, I think it does some really, really cool things. It's, it's as I said, like a, a game that they obviously, uh, like the Dark Souls series, they, they definitely enjoy those types of, types of games. And it's probably the most um, in line with the Dark Souls that I've played. Like if you sat me down and didn't tell me the name of the game or who made it and said play this i'd be like oh is this like a from software game like obviously it's not anywhere near as polished or anything like that or um you know the kind of things that they do but it just feels like one of those games so they've done a good job of trying to replicate that feel of it Um, yeah so yeah like i've had fun with it um but on the other hand, like I just I wish it had some of those RPG elements in there because it's it's a challenging game. There's there's parts in there where you die a bunch and you just feel like fucking hell. Like especially with the getting used to the block and the parry. Like in in a a Dark Souls game, like block and parry is I never use parry. 
at all in Dark Souls. But this game kind of forces you to do it. Yeah. Same way that um, Sekiro, I think, forced you as well to use yeah. a parry system to yeah. interrupt people. Yeah. And I, I like that because, uh, you know, it kind of takes you out of your comfort zone for people like me who don't do that stuff. I'm just, I'm more than happy to roll the fuck out of the way every chance that I get. Um, and so this game, like, tries to get you to use your block at the right time and try and parry at the right moment to get your health back. And if you miss that parry window, then you're fucked. You're dead. <laughs> so um, there's this risk reward thing. Like, do I try and get my health back or do I just run away? Because um, there's not really Estus flasks in the game or any way of getting your health back really quickly. There's the, there's the mushrooms that you can eat, which give you those 30 hit points back. But that takes quite a you know a moment to eat. And... Uh, if you're in the middle of a fight, it's not going to really help that much. So it's not like you're healing in and out of fights all the time um, really quickly. You kind of just go in, and if you get hit three times, you're in a bit of trouble. So uh, it's challenging. I, I, like, I've enjoyed it for the most part. Um, I have not looked at the price, which I probably should do now. And I feel like if it's going to be anything over 40 bucks, they're in trouble. Yeah. Um, it's 30 bucks US, which is a good price point, I feel like. For this type of game um if it was a full price game or anything close to full price i would don't think i could recommend it but yeah it's it's half half that price so if you're a fan of those types of games um it's reviewed okay i think it's in like the high 70s at this point on metacritic um yeah i'm like i've enjoyed it for the most part so it's called mortal shell it's out on pc now um yeah that's it it's a cool game Cool. I'm probably not going to play it. Yeah, that's that's fine. <laughs> I mean, for for people that are like really into Dark Souls, like hardcore, they're I don't know if they're going to like it as much. But it's just yep. an interesting, different take on that game. Um, and if you're the type of person that's like, I really want more Dark Souls, and I don't know if it's going to be for you. Like, if you're looking for a different type of Dark Souls experience, then um, yeah. Yeah, like they do a good job. Even the fucking storytelling, it's just just stupid shit that they're saying in there. Like the three lines of dialogue each thing says and these weird creatures that it just feels like a Dark Souls game. Um, Yeah. Anyway, that's Mortal Shell. Next up, we got Marvel's Avengers. I was playing the uh, closed beta, I guess, on the PC for this one. Yep. Um. It's a uh, it's a, a brawler game that is very Destiny esque or, or what do they call them these days? Gas games, uh, games as a service. Oh, yeah. That um, you're equipping uh, abilities and gear onto characters and that sort of thing. And you're playing as the title Avengers characters for the most part. Um, it's set in San Francisco where. Um, they're calling it A-Day, where a bomb goes off, Captain America dies, and the Avengers are sort of disbanded. You play that opening level in the um, beta, and they've shown a bunch of footage from it in there. Uh, that opening level kind of takes you through a bunch of the different characters that you'll play. Um, Iron Man, Thor, uh, Black Widow, Captain America. That sort of Hulk, that sort of stuff. Stretchy chick. No, she's not in the opening scene. Um, she is in the beta, though. Right. Uh, and uh, Miss Marvel. And so that the opening scene is kind of setting up for the story overall. Um, 
where, where Captain America, spoilers, uh, dies. And then it fast forwards to many, many years from them. So that opening scene kind of gets you familiar with uh, how the characters all sort of behave differently and attack. Um, so like Thor has his hammer, he's able to throw it kind of like Kratos with his hammer um, and get it stuck onto objects and he can start punching and blah, blah, blah. And then you use the trigger and recall the hammer back to you, uh, does that sort of thing. Not anywhere near as satisfying, but like there's cool moments where you can um, throw a hammer at somebody and they kind of get stuck onto the wall or a bus and it kind of just puts them in place. Like it just sits there on top of them. They're, I guess, not dead, but incapacitated. Uh, and then you start punching people and bring the hammer back and do a bunch of abilities. So you got like high, uh, heavy attacks, light attacks. Um, you've got like a, a meter that increases as you do attacks and you use special abilities. I think each character might have about three different abilities that they can sort of equip um, on their bar they can do. And so from then you go Thor and then there's, uh, you know, you'll jump across to like Iron Man and he's flying in the sky. It's sort of like a, um, I don't know, like a, a duck hunt sort of game where it's you're moving up and down the screen and you're shooting things that are in front of you and you're, you've got control of where you're going, but it's not like an open world sort of go anywhere you want at that stage. I don't know if that changes anywhere else, but in this particular scene, you're kind of going down uh, the Golden Gate Bridge and maneuvering through the screen and shooting things that are flying around you. And then you get down on the ground um, and you start blasting people, very Iron Man-y. You can sort of like hover above the ground as well and fly around. It's not extremely um, like, you don't have a lot of freedom in terms of where you can go at that point. You kind of just, it's like a jump ability, but you're in the air the whole time. Uh, and then you flick across to Hulk. <clears throat> um, Hulk is smashing shit. That's what he does. Uh, he's got a really big jump. Um, and then from there, you're going to, I think it's Captain America. Um, he's got his shield that can sort of bounce between multiple targets. Um, and I didn't really have a lot to play with him because obviously he dies, but yeah, why, I'm why would he comes back right. <laughs> at some stage? Right. <laughs> would make sense, right? Mm, yeah. Um, so you get to play as him. Uh, the actual, like, I think visually the game looks pretty good. I know there's been a lot of criticisms around the way the characters look. No. Um, I can, I, I mean, I think it's difficult for people myself. to, yeah, I think it's difficult for people to distance yeah. themselves from the, from the movies, from the films, which is yeah. weird to me because the movies are based off the comic books and there's, yeah, there's, I mean, the comic books don't even look the same right? for the like most part. Peter they Parker from suits. fucking, yeah, from Spider-Man to Spider-Man looks like completely different constantly. Because you have different character artists that come in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, like Peter Parker himself, like Peter Parker, not Spider-Man. Spider-Man, for the most part, like this is the fucking way you get to draw Spider-Man. Piss yeah. off. Um, unless he's wearing like a different suit or something like that. And even then, as, um, you know, runs come along from different uh, creatives. Amazing, incredible. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and even you look at the MCU's uh, characters, they generally have different costumes, sometimes multiple costumes throughout, like, just the movie. 
Um, yeah. But from movie to movie, their costumes change wildly. You look at what Captain America looked like in Captain America, um, the first Avenger, and then what he looked like in the first Avengers film, different costumes. Like, it looks, it looks terrible in Captain America, first Avenger. And so I don't like... Yeah, I, I can't get this notion of people being like, it doesn't look like Thor or like uh, Tony Stark or whatever. Yeah. It's just, it, that just blows my mind. Like, yeah, that's because those characters, um, it's not the same characters. It's not, it's not a movie tie-in, uh, anything like that. Anyway, it's just, I don't understand that criticism. I think that's a bad criticism. Uh, if you think the costumes look bad because of you know poor quality or whatever then that's fair enough but i just mm. don't get that i think the game looks good visually it's a pretty game um from what i've seen so far yeah the um it seems to run pretty good on my rig for the most part i didn't have a, i didn't think any issues uh sure. <clears throat> i enjoyed the combat it's fine like it's nothing what? i think people have to very lower their expectations of this i think this is a <laughs> spider-man's fault <laughs> Spider-Man's Spider-Man, how is Spider-Man set a bar too high? <laughs> ah, right, yeah, okay, yep. And then, and then you can also go back to Batman, and so it's kind of Batman's fault as well. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, okay. So at the end of the day, the the reason this game isn't as good as people think it's going to be is because of Batman. That's right. where we come. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> it's his fault. Classic yeah. Batman. Um. And I, and I wonder if that's just like a we bit off more than we can chew type thing by having it be a uh, um, you can play as all these different characters, right? In a in a Spider Man or oh, Spider Man game, you're playing a Spider Man, right? Um, so you're playing that one character, and for the most part, all like, you need to do is make so- it feel good to play as Spider. Yeah, make that yeah. character feel good. Yeah, and uh, I think we talked about this like whenever they announced that Spider Man was coming to Marvel's Avengers, like. Man, I feel bad for that person because they've got to now try and make a better feeling Spider-Man than what they did, and that and that's never going to happen. Yeah, like you've you've made a mistake there. Um, and so they've got all these different characters that are trying to make feel different and unique and that sort of stuff. Um, I played a bunch of Hulk. I just I don't know. I just enjoyed um playing as that character. Uh, Miss Marvel was really fun. Uh, so she's able to she like stretchy arms and and uh she's got like a bit of reach on her so she can hit enemies that are quite you know quite a distance away um so i thought i don't know had a lot of fun with her uh and they were kind of like the two main ones that you could really play in the story missions that they gave you yep. and um you know i quite i had fun with those story missions i think the most like the, at the end of the day i'm going to be playing this game for the story um the combat is what it is i think it's fine it's not doing anything that I haven't seen before, like it's not blowing my mind. Uh, like I'm, it's it's okay, um, but I'm I'm going to be in it for the story. If they can really nail this story and do some interesting things with that, then I'm I'm happy with that. Uh, and then kind of what their i they their post plan <clears throat> like launches. They're talking about free characters. There's a leak list over mm-hmm. the weekend because people unsurprisingly jumped into the beta files and cracked this thing open. And there's like dozens and dozens of characters that potentially could be coming to this game that they've already found they could that could be playable um wasn't there so a that, secret mission kind of, did you see it was a secret mission no. and stuff right 
No? I tried to jump in for, to play some more and the beta was over. <laughs> so that's a bit disappointing. But I can play more this weekend because there's another beta coming. Uh, no, I didn't see the secret mission. I'll have to check that out. Is mm. it? Does it sound good or you don't know? None, nothing about this game sounds good to me. But uh, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like fucking Anthem. I do not understand what's going on. I did, well, I never played Anthem. That, maybe that was my problem. Right? You, I know you, you were the Anthem pipe man. The, like you were the on top of man. that with the, the fucking Anthem flag. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. The, the, guy, the guy who day one was like, I have grave concerns about how much content there is in this game, but what I played I of think, it is very cool. No. I recall, I've got a great memory. You went to Japan, came back, and were like, Anthem is going to be my game of the year. I, you said that. I remember. <laughs> Clearest day. Uh, how do I sue my own co- co-host on a podcast for the slander on, on something I that I'm publishing? I think you actually broke this somewhere. I guarantee you I fucking didn't. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. Anyway. Um, um, so, yeah, I don't know about the content, what, what's going to be in there, but... Uh, it's it, like it seems fine. I just feel like people need to lower seems their fine. expectations of. That's that's what I think everyone wants to hear from a, a game preview. Is it seems fine, and I think people need to lower their expectations. That's <laughs> that's it. This is the. They should put that on the fucking box. They should. That's yeah. the box quote right there. Is people need to lower their expectations. Yeah. Well, the- the expectations of the Marvel brand and just what the movies have kind of done in terms of the blockbuster of those, I think they, they're getting there. Like um, Spider-Man was obviously a probably one of the best um, Marvel games that we've had in a very long time. Um, yeah. And this seems like a interesting like uh, way to go about this, but I don't know of they've thrown off enough money at it or enough time. Um, maybe that's the thing. They just needed more time with it to try and really nail down some of that, uh, the feel of the game. Um, but again, like I haven't played, I still want to check out like co-op stuff, what it's like with other people. Uh, Cause at the moment you can kind of chuck in AI partners um, that you've acquired into the game uh, and have them play alongside with you and level up your, um, your characters while they're playing which i think is an awesome idea it means that i can jump in and out of different characters without actually having to uh to like grind one specific character all the time um so that's cool but otherwise i don't know I, maybe i just need to play it more this weekend and get some experience with the war zone modes and the challenge rooms because i, I kind of just played the single player modes uh single player missions at this mm. part and um <clears throat> got through a lot of that and when I tried to jump in again to play the rest of it, it was already finished. So hopefully I get some more time with that. But uh, I'm just I'm just curious to see what that story is because um, I think the the combat and gameplay seems okay at this point. It's just um, yeah. I th- think the the problem is that like the expectations are so big because it's a Marvel game that mine could never be any lower. expectations my my expectations couldn't be any lower honestly i just i'm just like why 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 would you play well that why? means when you go to play it you'll be like this game's actually pretty good wow it's all right yes i'm <laughs> fucking i'm an elastic girl and i'm fucking swinging off a fucking lamppost or some shit this is yeah. the this is the sort of gameplay that i fucking sign up for i'm doing a fucking 
You know, my biggest complaint about Spider-Man, which was the best Marvel game in fucking years, was that he doesn't swing fast enough. So, um, yeah, no, this is definitely going to work out for me when uh, you're Elastic Girl and uh, swinging at fucking, like, wheelchair pace. Like, fucking, yeah. like you're a sloth. Slothing your way through Hulk. the urban jungles. <laughs> oh, yeah? Does he jump I'm fast like- or... Oh, yeah, I'm like, oh, Hulk runs so slow. Like, is there a run button? Oh, yeah, okay, oh, no. he's running. Oh, it's not not as quick. Uh, oh, this doesn't feel great. And then you hit the jump button, and he just fucking launches. You're like, ah, oh, I'm uh-huh. supposed to be jumping everywhere. Ah, uh, right. Hulk jump. That feels what... pretty satisfying. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, so there's like the, um, you know, there was, an, there was a mission that I did that was very open. I went and explored a little bit. I uh, found some like chests that had some gear in it. Um, I went and did like a, uh, sit in this area for a certain amount of time. And while they hacked the fucking planet, I don't know. And then it opened the door somewhere to go find the door. And then like, there's a variety of different content that they're trying to chuck in there. Uh, I think that might've been a challenge mission or something. I don't remember what that was, but yeah, there's some, there's some stuff going on there. I just, uh, I don't know. Maybe I just need more time with it, but at this part, but, um, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's okay. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm more in it for the story. I just want to see what the story is about. So that's Marvel's Avengers. You can play the um, beta this weekend for everybody. Yeah, it's a free free beta weekend. Yeah, I probably right. might. Hey. Nah, gotta play more of that Risk of Rain. It's fucking better than fucking Marvel's Avengers. I'll tell you what. Have you played? I can't believe how. Wait, no, I'm fucking flabbergasted <laughs> at how much of a fucking opportunity, how much of a chance you're willing to give fucking Marvel's Avengers when you're like, oh yeah, uh, I played four minutes of fucking Remnant, and uh, yeah, no, I didn't like uh, I didn't like that. I had to hours. walk around the fucking, I had to walk around the base, and I'm like, fuck this shit, I'm out. Oh yeah, no, I played fucking one level of fucking Risk of Rain too, and I was like, oh yeah, well, what's the point? I don't get any fucking XP. I'm fucking out of here. Uh, but no, yeah, it gets a fucking, I'm, I'm Elastic Girl now and I'm fucking swinging off lampposts. This is the fucking greatest shit. Can't wait to jump back in. Everyone should lower their expectations. Anyway, I'll see you on the weekend. Like, what the fuck is going on there? <laughs> that's a, that's a solid, solid box quote. Um, <laughs> Rogue Legacy 2, the early access I dropped the other day. I have heard it is early. <laughs> All right. Okay. It's an early, early launch on this one. Like, maybe a bit too I early, but I... It's I playable start to finish. Really? All right. That's what I thought it said. Cool. Um, anyway, it, it's early access. They're going to be updating every uh, 60 days, according to their start page. When you jump in there, it says, hey, we're thinking next update will be in 60 days. Uh, okay. There's a... Uh, Rogue Le- Legacy is a roguelike game where you progress through dungeons, you get gear, you get gold, uh, you die, you go back to start, and you upgrade your character. Uh, your character acquires traits from the uh, like a high uh, hierarchy of you know whatever character you were before. They have a, a set of skills, uh, and then when you your die, lineage. yeah, you've got a choice of three different characters to pick from, and they're sort of variations of whatever skills that last character you had is. Um, So you jump back in. It could be something like uh, this person has a sword, but they've got uh, low health, 
and they shoot fireballs, uh, but also they can't attack. And yep. you're like, all right. Uh, and they're gold. They get 200 extra percentage gold. Mm. All right, cool. So I just need to go find chests. And the other character will be, you know, something similar with the first two. Like it's got low health sword, can shoot fireballs. Um, but this one is able to, uh, they, they can't see their their health or something like that. <laughs> like there's no health tree or like this yeah. screen is black and white. Like really wacky, weird sort of variations in between. Uh, you also use the gold to level up your character you unlock a new archetype so um you start off with like sword and shield dude you can get barbarians um archers mages uh you can level up your uh vitality um you can make it so that you get more um you retain more gold every time you die so every time that you uh, lose and go back to start you've got to spend all your gold and then you can't take any of it with you but you can get like an upgrade uh, that'll let you take a portion of it or store a portion of it in like a piggy bank like a safe um so there's this like castle tower that you're building as you go into the game like every time you restart it and you're putting uh buildings into this keep and every time you level it up the keep gets bigger and bigger um and it costs money for certain upgrades and and then you go to the next screen and uh there's weapons and gear that you can equip like a hat or a shield or uh, not a shield um a uh, a vest or you know sort of change your equipment loadout so you can buy that stuff and take that with you and then you get on the boat with the reaper and you go to the next um screen and you start playing the game and um the idea is you just basically go from room to room uh killing enemies collecting gold and trying to progress as far as you can in the game uh by dying and repeating and leveling up and that sort of thing um That's right. I really liked Rogue Legacy one. It was, um, I think I recommended it. I think I got Jung onto it really hardcore. Yep. He was like obsessed with the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, but then a game called Dead Cells came out, which mm-hmm. is another game I got onto. Um, and I think that has maybe ruined Rogue Legacy for me. I think Rogue right. Legacy 2 is too slow. Like it feels so sluggish. I can't. Oh, yeah. I don't know, um, like I'm not going to jump back into the Rogue Legacy 2 at this point until maybe the final game. And even then, I feel like I'm not going to like it as much. Um, I think we've gotten to the point where Dead Cells, because Dead Cells is so quick and it's so responsive. It just feels really good. Uh, This feels like Rogue Legacy. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That is what it feels like. Mm. It's, It's slow. Like hits take a while to to um you know to to strike it's it's sort of it's not quick and fast paced like like dead cells was um so it just didn't do it for me i played it for a couple of hours and then kind of just oh, I, did, I played for an hour and then i right. just kind of was like oh okay i don't know if i like this um it just wasn't doing much for me it feels like it's it's sort of stuck in a game when was dead rogue legacy like seven years ago i think it was feels like a game really? that Holy shit. sort of came out around about then and they were like well let's make a sequel and what what can we do to sort of change it up and i haven't really seen what ch- they've changed up so far like i just it doesn't jump out at me at this point it just feels like rogue legacy uh with an updated it's got updated graphics like it's a, on a 2d sort of 3d style looks really pretty um 
but it just feels it feels old. It doesn't feel as quick and uh, responsive as Dead Cells, and I think that's um that's the problem is that Dead Cells has set this bar of these start types of games, and it sort of ruined Rogue Legacy for me. So um, I do I really know, like the the fucking how wacky Rogue. I feel like Dead Cells never really gets wacky, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, and and Rogue Legacy certainly gets fucking wacky. I mean, uh, some of the Dead Cells gets wacky with the weapons and the different things like that. Sort of, but not in the same way as Rogue Legacy, you know, where like, oh, colorblind or fucking short-sighted and short-sighted, your like effective yeah. area of sight is like fucking reduced significantly and sh- shit like that, you know, like that's that stuff I think is where Rogue Legacy really shines is yeah. when it, yeah, sort of stretches its legs a little compared to yeah like it, it it isn't afraid to i think dead cells is really a really tight game and mm. as a result it doesn't yeah sort of extend itself too far but yeah uh i i i i was thinking i would wait until rogue legacy 2 finished its early access phase before I actually got into it. Because, um, yeah, it looks like... I, I think I recall getting sort of bored with Rogue Legacy before it came out. And then when it came out, I had to do all the early stuff all over again. And that was sort of tedious before I got to see any of the new stuff. So I think it's one of those right. ones where I'll definitely wait it out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. It's just... I guess that the pace of the game just feels a bit too slow for me at this point. Yeah. So uh, hope maybe that changes later on. Um, like I just got the ability to dash, um, which obviously speeds things up a little bit. Yeah. And even the tutorial for that was a bit strange because it kind of just throws like his like it's it's a cape basically. You pick up the cape and then it whisks you off to like another area. But again, this is early access. Uh, it do- didn't really tell me that this was like a tutorial stage, so I could like kind of die. And then that screen like um, took me through maybe 10 different screens, like scenarios of how to use this thing. You know, like um, we were playing super hot uh, control, mind control, yeah. delete, whatever it's called. Yeah, you get a new ability and it's like, here's, here's how to do this. And it takes you through like a scenario with like two levels where it's like, here's what you should be doing. It kind of does that with... Uh, Rogue Legacy 2 but it's just like screen after screen after screen and and you're like is this like if I die am I dead like what is going on here Um, I guess it also didn't help that I had the that ability where my health was blank and so I didn't know if I was taking damage but I was like falling off the edge of things and (laughs) there was creatures there and I'm just like I don't know maybe or maybe it wasn't a tutorial maybe just had fuck loads of health and I couldn't tell anyway I just thought that was poorly implemented um, at this point so it's just, yeah, I think Dead Cells has ruined that genre for me at this point, uh, just because it's, it just feels so so much slower. I was kind of disappointed. Uh, Jung messaged me and was like, is it good? And I'm like, it's more Rogue Legacy. If you like that, you might like this, but Dead Cells has really ruined it for me. Yeah. Um, so a bit of a bummer, but I would, uh, I would suggest, yes, wait until it's out fully, um, see what they change, and then jump back in and have a look. 
uh, Rogue Legacy 2, Early Access, out now, yep. Steam, if you want to check it out. All right. Nice. Cool. Dead by Daylight. Still Dead playing by Dead by Daylight. Daylight. Yeah, still playing Dead yeah. by Daylight. Um, had a really fucking good... So my review is up on GameSpot by now, uh, so you can go yep. have a read of that if you want. Um, it's, uh, it's a good review. Um, I guess we didn't hit some of the points, like, by the end of it. I had to do some uh, extra... We talked about it briefly last week. I was like, last I, week, yeah. Uh, I really don't want to have to uh, like find myself in a position where I have to explain how fucking Dead by Daylight works again, uh, because I yeah. feel like it's going to dramatically increase the uh, the length of the review. Uh, in the end, that is what Gamespot wanted. They wanted me to, mm. uh, yeah, explain the nature of, of Dead by Daylight while also uh, talking about how it's been updated. So, uh, yeah, it does wind up, it's, I don't know, it's not a long review from, long. from my from my standards, but it's a long review yeah. um, for GameSpot standards, I think. Uh, I, I think, think it worked out well. Review. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm Because I went and looked at their um, Rainbow Six review. They did the same thing. Where they, yeah. Because uh, they did a re-review of Rainbow Six Siege recently. Yeah. Where they talked about the base mechanics of that game as well. So, I mean, I mean yeah. if that's their standard, then... That's sure. what it is. Yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I, uh, talked a lot about the idea of how you play Dead by Daylight, how yep. your attitude shapes your experience with Dead by Daylight. Um, mm. and we sort of, downplayed that i guess uh i think it was too uh individual too subjective a concept uh for the review uh but uh so we, we sort of downplayed that in the final review uh which i think is a bit of a shame because i that was the primary message that i wanted to get across uh but sure. Uh, like at at the same time, I think it's still there. You can still see it in that, like in the review itself. Oh, um, are you saying we need the joke cut? The release the release the joke cut. Um, yeah, I think you can still see that. Like the point is still it, it still gets made. It's just lessened a little. Um, and yeah, like. I think apart from that, like I, I, like I am very big on that idea, that idea of how at, that your attitude shapes your experience with Dead by Daylight. I think it's very important to um, to re-emphasize it. I think probably my biggest criticism of Dead by Daylight is that the behavior fails to really like to showcase to to teach players the concept yeah. to teach players that like what they what they should be learning uh that they should be playing for fun uh yes. yeah yeah to yeah play not for trying to get out as quickly uh, as possible <laughs> yeah exactly like you, because like it it's obvious it feels very obvious that like a survivor player would want to play to get out as quickly as possible. And so by failing to explain that you, it's actually 
inefficient from a points perspective to do it that way. Yeah, yeah. I think they do players a bit of a disservice. And so, yeah, I, I just think it's one of those things that really, really needs to be emphasized over and over again. But uh, yeah, I had some yeah. fucking awesome games. I was recording footage for, I don't know if I talked about this uh, on last week's podcast. I can't remember the timing exactly. My entire fucking last week has all sort of melted melted into one big fucking day. Uh, but um, yeah, I, I don't know if I spoke about this specifically, but I had uh, a couple of games actually where I was playing uh, as the killer and specifically and deliberately just fucking with survivors. And uh, I had one where I was playing. I, so I got Pyramid Head. And I got Freddy Krueger, and I still don't really understand how Freddy works. Uh, I still don't have a good grip on him, but Pyramid Head's mm. fucking hilarious because uh, he drags drags his barbed wire, so he makes barbed wire wherever he drags his sword, and uh, it fucking like puts the hurt on the on players when they run through it. And uh, if you down them while they're affected by it, uh, by the the barbed wire effect, I think it's called, I can't remember what it's called, judgment maybe. You can yep. send them to a, like you can stab them, like stab the ground around them and it'll send them to a, a cage of atonement, which uh, very quickly, like it's basically a hook, but you don't need to pick them up and you don't need to hook them. And you can't like, well, all of the perks, hook related perks can't be used. Hmm. So you can't be decisive striked for it, uh, which is where the the survivor, when you pick them up, they can use, they hit a skill check and they stab you and they manage to get away. Yeah. Uh, you don't get decisive striked. Um, but also if you go and if you even remotely camp a cage, so it gets sent to a cage on the direct opposite side of the map from you. Um, yeah, if you even remotely camp a cage, it will teleport the cage to the direct opposite side again. Um, so what I was doing was, oh, and the other thing is uh, when he's dragging his sword, he can flick out and it'll send like a, basically this line of attack. And so uh, you can't, it's hard to loop Pyramid Head, right? Because if you start to loop him, uh, if you start to do that shit, uh, well, all I need to do is drag and then fire a fucking string of fucking attack. It's like eight mm. meters long. So if you stand on the other side of a fucking pallet from me, you are taking a hit. Uh, it yeah. doesn't matter. So uh, what the I've been doing- like that as well. Yeah. Yeah, that works. Yeah, that was- I did not like playing against the doctor. That was very fucking annoying. Um, but- uh, what the the other thing I've been doing is like I will, I've got a perk where when I kick a generator, I uh, my terror radius disappears. Okay. And so I will kick a generator and then run, just belt over to the next generator, and before I even get there, I'll start. I'll stab, drag, and then just fucking fire off a shot at the generator. And uh, if anyone's there, they'll just get attacked. And people shit their pants. You can see them frantically running around, losing their shit. Anyway, so I fire a fucking lioness pyramid head and uh, hit people while they're on the generator. And you can see them fucking, like, they just, they scatter, but they 
like they run in like these frantic little circles because they can't work out because you do it from like the other side of a fucking wall and they don't know which way to run from because you like yeah. the heartbeat cancels as soon as you make your attack but uh sorry the heartbeat kicks in as soon as you make the attack like that cancels the perk but like they still don't like they you get so used to the way it approaches that you can you got some idea of how to tell all you know is it's somewhere on the other side of the wall and if you hadn't like hadn't been looking at where the line came from you don't know exactly where to run so yeah they run uh he's on top of us yeah anyway had some really good games had one game in particular where um they'd been pretty cool i'd like i i had fun with these survivors but the other thing is like they'd made a huge mistake and the last three generators were basically on top of one another hmm. and yeah. it was disgustingly easy to not only like stop them from repairing but like i could kick a generator they like it was it must have been i don't know they had like they needed one more generator for fucking <laughs> ages uh and i felt kind of bad about it uh and i'd also maxed out literally everything uh except for kills Mm. um the, like i i i had fucking huge points for hooks uh like because the cage of atonement was working and then when i had them all at uh two cages or hooks i was i was just slugging them i'd like down them and not put them on the hook because they would die instantly on the third um so I'd let them get back, get each other back up again. And they were ha like having a fucking deal with all that kind of shit. But eventually they got the generator up and, uh, I caught this dude like with the fucking, with the, the attack, whatever the fuck it's called, the wave of the wave attack that pyramid head does as he was running through the exit gate. And so he got right. down and he crawled and I caged him <laughs> yeah. as two other people who were escaping ran through to escape. And so it was him and one other person. And I knew that the other person would be at the, like, at the exit gate because they're all clustered together. So I went over and I camped the cage. Mm -hmm. So he got teleported. So the cage got teleported to the opposite side, which was basically where the exit gate was. And then the last survivor, the last not caged survivor, uh, got him out and they escaped. And the guy who escaped was losing his mind. He was like, that was the fucking best game. Holy shit. I can't believe I got out. That's so fucking cool. Like in the chat box, <laughs> which I usually fucking mute. But I've noticed that as the killer, for some reason, you have to actively mute. Okay. Like you have to you have to close the text box. It's mm. it seems like as a survivor, it's auto like you can have chat the text box off by default. But as the killer, it's it seems to reopen. I think it's every time I reopen the fucking game. Something I'm not sure what it is. It's annoying because. Personally, by default, I would prefer to have the text chat closed. I just don't. Mm -hmm. I don't care to see what they have to say. Like, they're probably going to complain about me camping or some shit. 
uh, even though I'm actively not. Like, even, even, like, the only time I come close to camping as a killer is when they will unhook behind me. If, if I have just hooked you and then your, your friend unhooks you immediately, I'm not, like, I don't, it's not camping. I just don't think it's camping, right? If, if I then hook you again, walk away and then turn back on myself, like walk seven meters or eight and then turn back, that's not camping to me, right? Like, I know, like, and like, oh, shock, shock horror. Like, I actually catch someone out attempting to unhook you while I've barely left the, like, you're still fucking in the throes yeah. of my deepest fucking terror radius, right? Nah, that's not camping. Get the fuck out of here. That's ridiculous. Yeah. You, you can't just unhook willy nilly. Uh, mm. Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. But uh, yeah, people still complain. People complain about camping all the time. It's ridiculous. Uh, so yeah, I've, I've been generally turning text chat off because yeah, it, it, I am trying to make, I am trying to create the best scenario for survivors to have an exciting and thrilling match. Uh, but at the same time, that doesn't mean the survivors are playing the same game as me. Uh, which mm. I guess is is what I was attempting to get across in my review is that like if if they were taught better to have to play to that style then um, then they would understand from the get go but they generally aren't and they play it like it's yeah. a fucking esport and yeah they get salty because of camping because they're not allowed to get away with whatever the fuck they want and yeah anyway. Uh, right. in general, yeah. Uh, love, love it. Still playing it. Um, I'll jump. I've been in jumping in and doing the dailies. Uh, yeah. Uh, I wish I could tell it to only give me killer dailies. Yeah. I I consistently get survivor dailies, and you know I either you trash them, them right. Or bend them. Yeah, I either yeah. trash them or, but then I still don't have a daily for the day. You know. Uh, which I I don't need a daily, but like yeah, it'd be nice. I mean, it the good thing nice. is you can do the daily on the survivor and then put the points into the killer. Yeah, <laughs> your killer. Yeah, very true. Uh, yeah, but no, yeah, the dailies. I just, yeah, I only play as a killer, and I, I don't like to play as a survivor except with other people. I just find it's better. It's a better experience playing survivor with friends. Um, right. I guess which is what we've always said, right? Yeah. yeah, I had a um. I was playing as the trapper and the chainsaw dude, hillbilly, um, because I had some some dailies as that and oh, yeah. uh, trapper trapper. I like playing every once in a while because you know it's just fun to fucking put traps everywhere. Like yeah. you feel like you're getting you know smashed all of a sudden. They've got two generators up and then a third generator. And then shit just hits a fan. As soon as you get like one person on a hook, like, and they start coming to rescue, and traps are going off all over the place. And yeah. um, I, I played a game uh, last night, and I must have got like four basement hooks. Um, and every single time I got a basement hook, I would just go back upstairs, put the trap out near like in the bush somewhere, like the long grass. And when someone came to rescue them, they get them off the hook, and then one of them would get caught in that 
and then I yeah. picked them up, put them back on the hook. Um, <laughs> so that was uh, good. And the other one was I was playing the boat, the boat one um, with the who was I? I think I was the hillbilly on that one, the boat map. Um, and they, these guys were like destroying me. And then all of a sudden they made the mistake of doing the, oh, we're going to do all the generators in one one side of the map. And the next three generators, I only needed one, were literally <laughs> fucking in a triangle. Like I yeah. could just bounce between them. And I'm like, you guys are idiots. And two of them were like going. One of them was nearly done. I just fucking kicked it. Yeah. And then was like, I'm just going to wait. Just gotta stand here and wait for yep. this one to drop. And then I'd I'd hit the person. I'd like I'd find them, I'd hit them, and then let them run off and go kick the other generator. And I'd just fucking bounce back between the two. Yep. And as soon as I were at zero, I was like, all right, cool. We we're, we're good. Let's go. Yeah. Um, yeah. They were not happy about that. Like not <laughs> they weren't salty in chat, but there was a dude on the boat that was just like jumping a fucking ledge, you know, where you can activate the noise. He was like yeah. trying to draw me out. I'm like, no, nah, man, I'm staying here. This yeah. is the objective. I'm not coming for you. Yeah. You're at the other side of the map. Um, yeah. And so I would just like knock them and make sure that my objectives are good. And then once they were done, I would um, usually focus on the teabaggers first. Like if somebody's oh, yeah. teabagging me behind like a, a door or something, like I'll just, that's it. You're getting tunneled. You're getting <laughs> done. That's it. Yeah, that's it. It's game one. Yeah. Uh, or people that. <laughs> That um, my Alexa just went. People that uh go, sometimes like you'll see a team and they fucking pair up like flashlights. I had a game like that oh, um yeah. last night where three of them changed to flashlights. I was like, fuck it, I'm putting my uh <laughs> my ability on that makes me immune to flashlights. All oh, right. <laughs> they were not <laughs> the amount of times they tried to flashlight me and I would just fucking hit them and they were just like, what is going on? <laughs> I have so noticed, dirty. like, people think that because you can't see, you can't follow them. But You listen, you can hear. Yeah, I You get can so hear. Good. And they, I mean, the amount of people who don't, who just run in a straight line away from you as well. And you're like, well, as soon as you can see again, you're like, well, that's, yep, that's where you are, chop. Like, yeah. they're like, yeah, you can tell they're like, but you're supposed to be blind. I think what's happening is they will run away but they're not like i've been playing i've been i switched to playing as a survivor on controller because i find it way easier to look behind me and i find that looking like okay. people will run away without looking behind them and they don't realize that the killer is still fucking on them even though yeah. they're blind uh but like yeah like i just find it annoying trying to wasd while looking behind me because of the you know obviously movement is context sensitive to your camera position um yeah i just find it more annoying that way but it's very easy to do i find it very easy to do on controller so yeah i play survivor yep. as, as a uh, on controller now and i play okay obviously i remain mouse and keyboard for killer because why wouldn't you but yeah hmm. um yeah i think they're not looking behind them when they blind me and so yeah you're suddenly able to see again. They're still right in front of you. And you're like, you fucked this one yeah. off, my friend. <laughs> Chop. I can generally hear which way they run. And then yeah. all you need to do is just move in that direction. And as long as you're sort of in the same direction as where you can hear them, 
you haven't lost any ground. If anything, yeah, exactly. you gain ground because they fucked around. Um, yep. So you need to do tricky things like run towards them, <laughs> like flash them and just fucking run past them. Uh, that'll screw them up. Anyway, uh, yeah, I haven't. I'm I'm back in that game again. Yep. I've been playing a bunch of it. Do you think they're going to update your Metacritic score? I don't know. I think they should, but I don't know that they will. I think they've got a policy. Maybe you need right? to hit someone up over there. Yeah, well, they definitely update scores. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Right. Or maybe Check they out. don't. Hmm. Hmm. Anyway, anything else to add? No. All right. Next up, we've got another asynchronous multiplayer game, Monstrum Two. Um, did we ever play the original? I played the original. Uh, it was a single-player sort of random maze being hunted by a monster. It was okay. Um, I, I thought it was a decent idea that could have used better execution. Yeah. Uh, this one Has is it been completely e- better executed in the sequel? Is like a which completely is now different early game. access. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, well, is it early access or is it like closed beta this weekend? Oh, it's a closed battle. I think it's a closed battle. Right. Um, I do. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Uh, Monstrum Two suffers pretty heavily from the fact that uh, you and I have spent the last fucking two weeks playing a shitload of Dead by Daylight. Because good lord, yeah. uh, it's basically a Dead by Daylight style game. Uh, yeah. Four people are prisoners attempting to escape a. Uh, facility via either a submarine or a helicopter mm-hmm. and one person is a monster and I guess they're trying to eat the prisoners I think they're trying to escape as well I got the feeling yeah uh, so I think it's like in their best interest to escape as well uh, but I can't be certain um this game has a long way to go. It has so fucking long. It's it's, it's mm. very early. Uh, yeah. Sorry, it's hitting uh, early access in the end of the year. Q4. Right. right. Um, yeah, so closed beta this weekend. Um, yeah, it's... Um, it is... Uh, it's a asynchronous multiplayer hide-and-seek style game. Only the monster can do damage. Um, the prisoners have a variety of tools available to them. I think there's like some interesting things going on. They, they have to like flick a bunch of fuses and then um, start up like some power generators. Yeah. It's like missions or yeah. objectives. Objectives. Yeah. It's, it's multi-staged and like, yeah, I think there's some interesting ideas going on here, but it's not executed in a way that, uh, works at this point in any way holy shit like uh it's it's pretty fucking it's rough yeah um you've got like the fuses it seems to be like two fuses no three fuses per prison or something like that two Mm. fuses per prison or something like that it's fucking you got to do a fucking ton of fuses first of all uh which is rough I guess they don't take that long is the the trick, right? Like once you know how to do them, they don't take that long to accomplish. You get the right tool and then uh, you 
Like you, you do whatever it is you need to do. So uh, one might require uh, the welder tool to cut open the fuse box. And then once it's open, you can flick it. Or one might require you finding a, a, another fuse somewhere and taking it in and plugging it in. Or uh, there's one that requires, you know, two of you to press a button at the same time. Um, or you got to find a code on a nearby, like, piece of, piece of paper littered around the, yeah. the uh, map. And once you find those things, then you're able to, like, trigger the fuses. But the whole, like, the thing, the, the, the trick is that the entire time that you're doing this shit, right? First of all, there's a monster. And the monster can one hit you. Uh, and you've only got, uh, is it two lives? Two lives, yeah. Yeah. So you can only get killed twice. Uh, and the monster can one hit you. So first of all is that. Second of all, you have a 15 minute fucking window to complete all this shit. We had like fucking, was it like 10 fucking fuses we needed to do? Like we had to do about a fucking, a fuse every single fucking minute. But you've got to A, find all the fuses, B, dodge the monster, C, work out the fucking trick to whatever fuse it is, uh, and then D, once you have done the fuses, use the, the clock continues to count down. It opens up another room where, like, another fucking section of the, the map for you to go into to power on these generators and you got to power was it two or three two like generators and once you've done that then it gives you it seemed like an extra five minutes to then mm. lower the submarine into the submarine bay and then jump in and then you'd escape and that was like that was the that was a successful game but by like total it seems like a game wraps up in 20 minutes or you are you've lost basically yeah like after 15 minutes you lose uh it seems like everyone technically loses even the monster i got the feeling like the <laughs> yeah. monster was supposed to escape or allow the players to do enough so that they would escape like man like in terms of time pressure, that's just fucking insane, right? Mm -hmm. 15 minutes is short as fuck. Dead by Daylight games can take upwards of fucking 40 minutes sometimes. Like, okay. those those games where they have all the fucking jennies in, the, like, in that triangle that you're talking about, yeah. those games can go for fucking ages. Uh, if they were just doomed to die at, like, the 15-minute mark, Nobody would play Dead by Taylor. There's no fucking chance. People are like, well, yeah, we're fucked. Like, mm. this shit's cooked. Um, but yeah, like, there's so many things you have to fucking do in this game you need to succeed at that, like, we played around where Nate was the monster and he helped us find fuses. He was deliberately not attacking us. We still only just made it through 
uh, in time. We had like fucking 30 seconds before we were like done. Like, right. with the monster helping us. Like, who the fuck, who the, who is this game aimed at? Aimed at? Like, <laughs> what, what kind of fucking mad wizard motherfuckers are like some fucking cloud nine motherfuckers like just fucking balling out yeah. as they play through you're this expecting fucking- people that are in uh like solo games to group up with each other and work you know as as a group as opposed to what we were doing where it was like four people in the same team yeah you know like, like dead by daylight it's a good example where there's no communication in that game and you still sort of get stuff done yeah. Whereas this is like, all right, you've got to try and go to all these like little areas and try and figure out where that is and then keep an eye on the monster. Don't really know where the monster is, it doesn't really tell you. It's kind of just yeah. around. Yeah. Um yeah. yeah. Like it's it's almost like they they are trying to make an esport version of Dead by Daylight. Right? Okay. The time pressure is such that like the only way to succeed at it is to have the sweatiest fucking play alive. Like, you have to play as sweaty as humanly possible for it to actually fucking work. Which Mm. is, like, to even have a hope at fucking completing. Not to do well, just to fucking compete, uh, complete the fucking objectives. It has to to be the fucking... Yeah, it's, it's, it's just crazy. They need to delete the fucking time limit. First of all, uh, and second of all, yeah, I mean, a lot of the stuff that we were doing is stuff that Dead by Daylight fixed before it even Long fucking launched. We were, yeah. we'd found like you can infinite loop Juke. the monster because yeah, there's no there's no like duck button or yeah. crouch button on the monster as far as I, we could find. But one one of the monsters can't crouch at all. The other one can go through those holes. Yeah, um, like. But I think they take, they're not a one hit kill type thing, you know? And yeah, like, oh my Lord. So you could literally like, I think it was a point where I was in a hallway chasing someone and they would just go into the fucking vent into another room. Yeah. And if I tried to go into that room, they would just go back out the vent again. And I'm like, all right, cool. So this is, this is it. (laughs) Like, this is the game. There's not, there's nothing I can do. No. I, I either sit here and play this all day or I just leave and go somewhere else. And there's yeah. nothing to say that someone else could just do the same thing. Um, yeah, that's just broken. There needs to be there needs to be a crouch button or, or a way for you to get through that hole. That's that's how that works. It is staggering that they they hadn't considered it. Yeah. That it hasn't been taken to in, into account. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's that. There's the fact that, yeah, you can only carry five fucking items, but you can't drop items. So you hap- if you happen to pick up something and then you need to grab a fuse, you're cooked. It's mm-hmm. over. Like, I, either you use up the item, although there are some items that you can't use up. Like, I couldn't... Mm-hmm. I picked up a glow stick, and apparently its job was to make me Party shine bright green. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It didn't seem to expire. I couldn't throw it anywhere. So cool. I just, okay. So I'm just a big shining beacon for being murdered now. That's perfect. I don't know what happens. Did did the fire extinguishers take up a spot? Yeah. They take up a spot. uh, spot. You only get three uses and then they disappear. 
Um, you get health kits, but the big monster one-shots you, so I don't know what the fuck the use of that would be. Uh, like, yeah, I don't know, man. Some of it's just, it's just it's, yeah, it's got it's ways just, to go. You can't sit here and poop on it because it's it's a closed game that I'm just not seeing the uh, like the direction in the game at this point. It uh, it just at at this stage, like I did not have fun with it. Yeah, yeah, it's got so it like I think even for a closed beta, it's too early to release this as a closed beta. Yeah. Uh, to to launch into the world because it's yeah it just needs it's just doing a disservice to people that are like oh maybe i should stay away from this exactly so i think we will revisit this much later yeah. on down the track uh and, and have another look because i like the idea i think mm. the execution is unbelievably flawed uh but i like the idea of like objectives yeah yeah, yeah exactly like i love i love the fucking the Tote ones are so fucking... It's such a cool idea having you hunt around the fucking level trying to find this key code. And, like, the the panic of putting in a key code when, them like, you can vaguely hear the monster clomping around nearby is yeah. scary as shit. Uh, like, I think it's... it's Yeah, that's pretty cool. But, yeah, they need to reevaluate the, the concept uh because yeah with the the amount of time pressure that exists all that's going to happen is is the sweatiest play imaginable and as as i explained my dead by daylight review uh when people are playing those games as sweaty as possible they aren't having fun hmm. that is not how you have fun you need the monster to like in monstrum 2 to actively ham up uh, like fucking with the players, and I think that might be what the escape mechanic is about, right? If yeah. if you can allow the the players to escape, uh, or get to the brink of escape, so that you can instead escape, I think that makes that's a pretty cool idea as well. But as it stands right now, yeah, having only fifteen minutes to do it means that if a monster were to kill you at all, it basically feels like it's game over because you've lost all your fucking items and. Uh, your position and yeah, you're pretty much fucked. And they don't explain yeah. that concept even a little bit. So yeah, there's there's some work to be done. Yeah, R- reminds me of um, we played a game a couple of years back called Deceit, which is a very similar yeah. style of like asymmetrical gameplay. Um, yeah. But I think. Th- that game also has this um, like objective system where pe- people are going out and completing tasks that are a little bit different to Dead by Daylight where you're purely, for the most part, just repairing generators. Um, there's a couple other things you do in that game, but that's your objective. Whereas Deceit, you know, there's other things you're going out and doing as a team. Uh, I think that's better. Like it's, it's, I guess, more realized or better realized in Deceit than what it is here in um in monstrum 2 so and if that's your competition because deceit's a free-to-play game right or at least yeah yeah it is yeah i remember and that game is i i had a lot of fun with that game um yeah and i thought it it worked extremely well and that's your competition you're going up against uh that and dead by daylight those types of games so you've got to really bring it in terms of 
delivering on that style of game. Otherwise, you're not going to get anywhere. It's just yeah. not going to happen. People aren't going to jump it. Look what happened with Friday, Friday the Thirteenth or Predator Hunting Grounds. That's just that's nowhere that game anymore. So, yeah. Uh, anyway, maybe we should check out Deceit at some stage. <laughs> Go back to Deceit. I'm in. Let's do it. <laughs> they just released a new, uh, big new update in like June. It looks like perfect. Um, yeah, I've still got it installed. I never deleted it. Yeah, no, neither do I. Sweet. Yeah. Um, Excellent. All right. We'll, we'll definitely jump in and check that out uh, as it's further down the line. But um, yeah, pretty pretty early at this stage. Yep. All right. Uh, next up, what do we got? Oh, Rainbow Six Siege snuck in there. Uh, yep. I you forgot, forgot about this. this should have been on the list, but uh, <laughs> yep, it should have been. Uh, I play Rainbow Six Siege Year 5 Season 3 Shadow Legacy. Uh, was I right? I was right. Yeah. What, what, what Sam Fisher's right goggles did something. You wouldn't tell me last week. Ah, uh, yes. No, they don't do shit. Um, yeah. He's got an Argus launcher and he shoots a camera up and uh, he can then see uh, using the Argus camera. And uh, he's pretty fucking awesome, man. Uh, he, he, he might be overpowered, if anything, I think. Because he comes, like, his primary weapon choices are the SC-3000K, which is, like, a variant on the assault rifle from Splinter Cell. Or he gets Bandit's MP7. Okay. That gun fucking rules. That's my Mm -hmm. second favorite gun in the game. My favorite gun is obviously the T5 SMG that Legion has, or Malusi. Uh, But the MP7 fucking rips. It's like a fucking laser. It is ridiculous. Um, So, yeah. Yeah. he gets that on attack, which I think is fucking crazy. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm so fucking stoked that he gets that. Uh, and then his uh, his sidearm is like a Splinter Cell Classic, the USG 5.7 or whatever the fuck. It's got like an internal suppressor. Uh, it doesn't, you know, it's not that big a deal. Um, I, I didn't care too much about it. But then, yeah, the Argus launcher. So basically middle mouse button you fire the launcher and, and it fires a camera basically like like valk like a valk cam mm. uh that you can put anywhere on the map but the trick is if you fire it into a wall uh reinforced or not it can actually switch sides so you press mm. the space bar and it'll switch between each side right that's weird it's pretty it's pretty weird but it's very cool does it make a sound or anything when it uh, does this? Like, uh, I don't know when it... I, I can't remember if it made a sound when he switched, but it makes a yeah. fuck ton of noise when you shoot it in. Uh, yeah. So it's actually pretty easy to fucking catch, uh, catch out. Um, yeah. Which is why you, I think when you switch like on a reinforced wall, so say so we're on the new chalet and you're on a reinforced wall, you shoot it into the wall, uh, the garage door, and then switch back to the other side, you can't be fucking immediately destroyed. So that's that's the idea there, is that it's very easy to like just shoot quite quickly. So you either okay. need to find a location that is difficult to like get an angle on to shoot, or you Yeah, switch it so that it can't be destroyed immediately. But uh yeah, there's there's it's a great camera, uh, and like the amount of like utility it provides i think it's huge it's it is legit like when valk entered the game back uh way way back when she was like one of the second or third fucking 
drops. Um, like the ability to add extra information uh, is such a big deal. And uh, yeah, he, he fucking grips up as a result. Um, the amount of time, like you've, like you've got options, you know, like you can choose. You can either be Sam Fisher with the fucking uh, entry frag and fucking ripping cunts up, uh, hmm. burst through a different level. You fire an Argus into the roof. Like you go in the top floor, fire it into the fucking roof and you can see everyone already. Or like say on consulate, fire it up into the floor and you can see everything that's going on above you. Which, uh, sorry, up into the ceiling above you and you can see everything on the on the floor above you and shit like that, which I think is a fucking huge deal. Because suddenly, right, one of the things that doesn't happen a lot is... Um, uh, like floor frags. You know, wall bangs are common, but floor bangs, not so common because it's mm -hmm. very difficult to communicate that concept to casual players. It hap They happen a lot in fucking, uh, I guess, uh, pro games because they're very good at with, with their callouts and all that kind of stuff. You know, like pro players have pullouts for every fucking inch of of a site like the that shit's fucking on lock but you need way more information if you're gonna do it with with other players especially if you're muting everyone as i do uh but now yeah i was like i'd be like the last one alive because sam my my style of playing sam is to set up some cameras right uh and make my way in quite slowly and then i Sadly, be the last one alive on my team. And so I just like bust in on the floor above, shoot into the fucking floor, uh, like say chalet, right? Go on the second floor, shoot the, shoot into the ceiling of the kitchen. And like my dead teammates would be able to like control that new camera that was like just in, in the fucking zone. And they were making call outs for me as I like make my way down. It was fucking rad. It was so fucking cool. Uh, I think it's a big deal, the amount of extra information it gives players. And I was like, I was using, like, you've also got ping 2.0, so you, you can now- how, like, Sorry, how many how many cameras does he get? Three. Three, okay. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you got ping 2.0, so now when you ping something like a frost trap or a cap can or whatever, it shows up, you get the icon, you can ping Malusis and like ping fucking everything, drones. Do you know that, that was me? Stuff. That was you. It was your ping 2.0. Yeah. You you brought up Apex with him, didn't you? I did. I brought, I asked him, um, fuck, when was it? It was like literally after Apex launched. I asked him about that. Oh. And it went, went around a couple sites. Yep. Some sites picked it up that story. So I, that was me. Anyway, just let you know. Thank you. can thank me for that. Thanks, Luke. Thanks for your, <laughs> uh, your service. Yeah, um, that's what I do. but yeah, no, ping, it works really well. I think it's a great idea. Uh, you still like you don't you got to scan players for that to work but i think that's as it should be um, yeah it's always been like that right yeah so. exactly and so but you can still do pings you can still like i got a clip up on my twitter of me like directly pinging exactly where players are and then hmm. uh my man raven is out on the fucking window and he just shoots shoots them as soon as they move like he knows exactly where they're going to be and they're trying yeah. to scan an entire fucking window trying to find him um yeah it's it's pretty fucking 
pretty powerful. That was the same, like I was using the Argus camera at the time. So they didn't even know, they didn't even know they were being pinged, you know? Uh, I was instead of scanning, just fucking pinging. It was awesome. Um, uh, chalet, I didn't, I never felt like, sh- I, I always thought shallow is pretty cool. I always liked it as a map. Uh, it's but a good ca- like a casual map. Yeah. Um, they've basically just taken that map and sort of implemented a lot of what they've learned over the last five years. Um, so there's, you know, they've made sure that every site has multiple fucking entrance routes. Whereas, you know, to get, you know, basement's a really good example to get from one part of basement. Yeah, exactly. To get for the, to the yeah. wine cellar, you basically needed to go through the site or leave that level and go up and around. But now you've got a, an extra hallway that you can use to get around the wine cellar and stuff like that. And like, it's yeah. not safe, uh, but it is like an alternative route and it gives you an opportunity to make the rotate if you need to and stuff like that, which is good. Uh, one and day like, they'll fix bank. One day, bank. Mate, yeah. they've got. Maybe that's their plan: is to never fix fucking bank. The list of fucking maps that they need to fix before they get to bank is ridiculous. I think at least bank would only require a little bit of work. Just uh, fix downstairs. Like, that's yeah. all I want. The pro- the problem with bank, right? And it's it's almost the problem that Chalet has, is that like they built bank to work like a bank. Right, like it has a internal logic to it. If it's a bank, and yeah. it does not have that logic, like if you start adding in, oh well, you know, you need a rotate hallway, like it no longer makes sense as a bank vault, uh, which I think is a bit of a challenge. Because, yeah, why would a oh, what's this extra hallway doing into the vault of a bank? It's already weird that there are two entrances to the vault. That's not how vaults work. Like. Yeah, anyway. Uh, yeah, they're going to do Tower. They're going to do Yachts. They're going to do fucking Favela. They're gonna, there's there's a lot of fucking garbage Yeah. in that map pool. Anyway. All right. Can I just say that um, I am extremely disappointed in this Sam Fisher uh, character. Like, Why is that? It seems like the laziest shit I've, I've seen. What it seems like that? they had a fucking character ready to go and we're like, someone came in and was like, oh, we can, we got Sam Fisher. We, like, we've been chucking him in everything. Like, he's he's coming in Mortal Kombat soon. Like, just put him in this. No way. Right? Does that not feel like that to you at all? No. I think he, I think he works as a- I, I, think- I mean, Sam Fisher's most iconic thing, right, is his fucking yeah. goggles. And they did- they. Like, when I think, oh, what are they going to do? It's like, oh, they're going to do something with these goggles, right? But what would they do? he shoots a fucking camera. What would they do? He, he no, uses maybe cameras a lot. walls or something. <laughs> he's he's, he's all character. about cameras. Like, yeah, no. see-through walls. Holy fuck. This looks like a, a character they had ready to go and slapped a skin on him. And we're like, Sam Fisher. There you go. Like, two weeks ago, it wasn't Sam Fisher. It was some other person. No. I reckon you're dead wrong. I think if you wanted to in- include a character like Sam Fisher, it would have to be someone like this because otherwise he'd be fucking disgusting. Nah, like, what just... What the fuck would he do? There's can you nothing... see his lasers? Uh, you can see the lasers. Laser. Uh, no, he's not wearing his goggles. Oh, my God, it's getting worse. He's not wearing his goggles. Where'd they go? I don't think- Did they not pay enough money goggles. to get the goggles? Pay enough money? What are you talking yeah. about? What are you talking about? 
they didn't pay enough money to the people in charge of the cost center to get the goggles. Okay. Absolutely cooked is what you are. Yeah. Absolutely cooked. That's you. So is is this fucking? It's just feeling harsh in general. Is that what it is? I'm I think it's a, just lazy. It just seems having lazy. a fucking anyway. job day. Having a big I just old job do not day. see at any stage where this was. We need Sam Fisher, and that's what they came up with. Like I feel like this was another character at some stage or another idea, and they just fucking jacked him into that box and were like, "There you go." That's what Sam Fisher does now. He shoots a camera. Okay. Fair enough. Way too harsh. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was reading that the, the the world of Rainbow Six Siege is going to get really fucking wacky in the next year. So uh, what other characters do you, do you think are going to show up here? Like, Rain who Man. else is coming? Rain Man's coming into Rainbow. Okay. Join a team Rainbow. He's got these goggles and he can see through walls. He can see through walls. And they, they release it and they were like, oh, fuck. Ah, shit. <laughs> Three fucking. Uh, no, I don't know. I don't know. Is it like the dude from Watch Dogs shows up? What was his oh, name? Yeah. Aiden Pierce? Yeah. Um, or. Uh, and, he like- can, and he can hack any camera. He's got, yeah. he's, he's got this thing that shoots cameras out. Uh, no. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. Uh, I, I just got the feeling that they were going to um, shake up, like Tachanka's getting a rework in season four or year five. I, I don't know. People are begging for it for some reason, even though he's amazing. No, he's going to be able to carry his Chunker gun around and like rip cunts up. That's the plan, I believe. I'm excited to see it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they got, but we'll see. Yeah. Right. Any other big changes? Um, Ping 2.0. I don't think so. Uh, no, not really. Just, I think it's good. I'm excited to play as him. Uh, I'm, I'm going to see if I can main him and Malusi, probably. Him and Malusi. Malusi's my defender default. Some people don't really like Lucy. I don't understand why. She's fucking amazing. Mm. The amount of you know, out of playing as a and her gun. She's got the T five. It's perfect. Anyway, that's about it. Moving on. Right. <clears throat> okay. Um, and the last game we've got on the list is Microsoft Flight Simulator 2020, which uh, it's out now, I believe. Right. Yeah. Officially, there was like yeah. a, a early access type thing that they were doing. Um, I think you got a, a review code right a bit early on, so. That's uh, it. How'd you how'd you yes. get with that? Yeah, I installed it. it took three hours. Uh, I didn't realize that you can apparently individual like mute uh, individual programs using Windows yep. 10 now. I didn't know. That's fucking amazing. Now you know. I wish I'd known before this fucking game took fucking three hours to install <laughs> or to download ninety gigabytes of extra patch, uh, and the entire time it played this fucking generic ass sp- sp- spa music. It was just fucking tinkling along it was fucking annoying as shit i did not i heard a good theory that they did that so that the people can get refunds couldn't get refunds because yeah no didn't they roll like they immediately patched or did something so that people would be able to get refunds yeah but yeah no uh that is a good conspiracy theory um <laughs> that's a good one yeah um 
Yeah. Hey, I'll tell you what. I don't yep. understand why people are going bananas for this game, eh? I mean, I don't I, know why. like, I I get I get the part. Like, it is a technological marvel. I get that. Yeah, like, it is technically fucking, it's impressive. Yeah, it is phenomenal what they've achieved. Yeah, uh, but um, it's it's it is a it's a simpler Euro Truck Simulator. I do not understand. Right, like it's it's Euro Truck Simulator, but easier because you don't even have to fucking dodge traffic, right? And people are like, oh, you can now skip. You can skip ahead now. This is so cool. Um, so you just sort of like you you do the takeoff, and then you don't have to do the flying, <laughs> the part in between. You just do the landing again. That's so fucking cool. I'm like. Um, so uh, yeah, you skip, you're skipping the f- flying part in flight simulator mm. and it's like, but it's, you know, it's, it's on, you're on autopilot anyway. Why would you want, like it's on autopilot. That's that part's on autopilot. The only part you need to concentrate on. I'm like, okay, but what? Um, uh, I, I, I still don't fully get this. Uh, so you just want to take off and landing simulator. Is that? the plan that's but it takes 17 hours to fly from one place to another why would you want to do that in real time i i'm not the one who's trying to get people to buy a fucking flight simulator i don't know why you would want to do that i wouldn't want to do any of this shit what the fuck like (laughs) what are you talking about at least in fucking truck simulator you'd like turn left sometimes turn right break at traffic lights in this you just fucking you're fucking do whatever the fuck. Oh my God. I don't get it. I do not get it. What is the game here? What is the game? Somebody tell me what the game in this is. If it is a perfectly realized simulation, if it's Mm. fucking pilot training, sweet. But like, Mm. don't fucking, don't sell me fucking, oh yeah, this is our flagship title is fucking maths with calculator genius fucking 2020. Like, yeah, cool. Now I've learned maths better than fucking any maths motherfucker. I'm the king of fucking maths, right? If it's a t- pilot training tool, fine. Don't try to tell me it's a game. Get the fuck out of here. Where's the game? What's the game? Yeah. But you can fly anywhere. I don't want to fly anywhere. But some people do. Cool. I guess. And they've never been able to do it as good as this before. But Hmm. what are they getting out of it? Like, I know this makes me look like some sort of fucking Luddite, you know, some sort of fucking gatekeeper. I'm not saying it's, you you can't enjoy it, right? I'm not saying you're not allowed to enjoy yourself playing this. I'm just trying to understand why. People are enjoying this, right? Because I don't, I don't get it. Like, can you, mm. can you just explain it to me, please? I've read the reviews; they're all like ten out of ten. Technological marvel. The feeling of flying is phenomenal, and also you can skip it. I'm like, if the feeling of flying is phenomenal, why do you want to skip it? 
That's what I keep getting stuck on. Why is this the best game ever? Because they've made it easier to skip the parts you like. Yeah. Because no one wants to spend an hour and a half flying from LA to San Francisco. Right. <laughs> then landing their plane. Because right? there's nothing to do in between. And so what? why do it in the first place then? Yeah. You know? I just- I don't know. Like there's 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 good things in the the like challenge systems and like here's here's an airport, try and land at this airport that's actually real and it's fucking hard and you've yep. got you know wind speeds at this certain and you're coming in from this distance and like that stuff is is cool. That's the gamey part that I think is interesting. There's like leaderboards and you get rated on um scores and that sort of thing. Uh like that's a part of the game that is a, like a game aspect like you trying to compete with other people to land this plane yep. but it's the the simulation part which it is like a simulator it's not i don't think it's interesting it's boring um yeah I th- like i said technologically i think it's extremely impressive it's pulling data from maps on uh, bing or whoever you know the maps are using on bing so you can pretty much go wherever you want that they've uh you know charted and it brings up all the streets and all the building or not all the buildings but decent renditions of buildings um like i flew back to uh sydney or i went to sydney flew around sydney uh for for whatever reason there's no harbour bridge which is extremely strange um like there's literally the opera house next to it but no one was like hey maybe uh we should do the harbour bridge uh Mm. so instead it's just a like a bridge with water it looks extremely strange um but then like flying past where i used to live in sydney and everything looked pretty like spot on in terms of they get a good like um density of the buildings like how the buildings actually should look it's not like you're not going to fly over someone's house and be like that's exactly like the style of my house like it's yeah. not like that it's there's like, my trampoline yeah, if a building is a certain size, then you're going to be like, oh, yeah, that's that's the shopping center. Like, I understand that. Um, yep. Like, I went to – I took off from San Francisco, flew down the street near me, and, like, the tennis court that I go to was on there. Like, it's there. And next to that tennis court, there's a baseball um, uh, yard, and that is there as well. Like, <laughs> that's, that's weird to me. Yeah. It's there. Like, those streets are there, and it's really cool. Like, that stuff is awesome. Yeah, but then there's other bit like I don't think the game runs very well at all. My game struggles hard. Oh, mine, mine shits its pants constantly. Yeah, it I is. I have a 2080. T- like I've got like a fucking four thousand dollar PC, and yeah. it's struggling yeah. uh, on the settings that I'm running that it recommended to me, which mm. is not even the highest settings, and it yeah. shits its pants constantly. Like yeah. I'm talking, sometimes it starts off and it's like 15 frames a second. It's yeah. It struggles. Yeah. Yeah. Like technological marvel in as much as I am like blown away at the rendition of the world and the Mm. inner cockpit of a plane that I've never seen. So don't really have a frame of reference for. Uh, But like, uh, couldn't I download Google Earth and do this? Right. Yeah. Roughly. Isn't 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 this what Google Earth was doing a decade ago? Like, um, yeah, kind of. Uh. I I um 
I tried to fly under the San Francisco Bridge, the Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah. It's uh that didn't work. It told me that I needed to put my landing wheels down or it sounded like I crashed or something. I'm like, I'm not trying to land on it. I'm going under it. So that didn't work. Um, I was flying above my area and paused the game. And about 30 seconds after I had the game paused, because you can um, sort of like pause it and spin the camera around and change the time of day and all that sort of thing. It came up with like a, you've exceeded the speed limit or something and just went to black and failed me. And I'm like, I was just like looking around. (laughs) Okay, fair enough game. Settle down. Um, yeah, the, the, on top of that, the, um, the HOTAS issues, the people that really want to get into these games or that have an affinity with flight simulator games. Um, I've got a, a setup, I've got a, um, a a joystick and a, a throttle, um, which you plug in and you can, you know, it's, it's basically having like 200 extra buttons. Like it's a proper setup um for whatever reason there's only certain configurations that they've set up in this game to be compatible um my really expensive setup is not compatible with this game at this point but the one that i've got the company was bought out by logitech and they just changed like the brand name of it like from a 55 to a 56 the only difference is the color is blue because it's logitech um that one is compatible in the game and so if you've got that set up you just plug it in it brings up a default profile it loads in all the buttons your button mappings there in the game you can click on your mappings button it'll show you your layout and what you know what buttons to press to do certain things but with mine like it's not compatible so you've got all these people on the forums and on the uh, like Reddit pages being like, uh, it's literally the same fucking joystick. It's just, this just feels like Microsoft and Logitech go on, like, we're not going to support that one because fuck we want, it. You to upgrade, like, we want yeah. people to buy the new one, yeah. which is literally the same. It's the same thing. It's just a different yeah. color. Um, yeah. On top of that, in order to customize your controls, mm. um, it's not like I can grab the, um, that, that setting and be like, oh, I'll apply that to, to my configuration. No, you have to actually go in and manually input all these buttons. There are hundreds of buttons in this game that you'd need to go in and manually configure if you've got a setup like that, uh, which takes time. We, and that's something that the, that community like gets around. That's something they enjoy doing. But the problem, yeah. um, you look at uh, f- uh, other flight simulator games that we've talked about in the past, like Elite Dangerous comes yeah. to mind. Um or uh, what I play, re- yeah, Elite Dangerous is the one I played recently, and with that game, people have custom profiles, and you download those profiles, you chuck them into your, you, you know, your uh, your software that you've got for your your setup, or you load them into the game, and then all of a sudden, all of those buttons are set up. Um, you can print out like configuration sheets that show you what buttons you need to press. Uh, fucking hell, I've got some here somewhere, which I'd show. You. Like shit like that, where it like tells you like this is the buttons you've got, um, yeah. and so that sort of stuff. Like people spend a lot of time doing that. You can't do that on the Microsoft version of Microsoft Store version of um, Microsoft Flight Simulator 2020 because 
Windows 10 blocks you from making changes to your apps folder. And so you can't even go in and edit configurations or like paste a XML file that somebody else has created to be like, hey, I want to use this. They just flat out block you unless you're like a systems engineer like me who has done fucking 10 years of working in sysadmin who knows how to sort of go in there and make changes to security settings to get around all that sort of stuff. Um, For your average person, they're going to be like, oh, I got an error. I can't change that. Like, what do I do? And you can't like it's it's extremely hard. Uh, And if you do it wrong, you can fuck up a bunch of permissions and just screw up everything that you're doing. And so for for somebody that wants to jump in there and plug their $400 joystick and throttle in there, they can't they can't use it because they've been locked behind this shitty setup. And there's just not an easy way for you to import or export um, any of these settings. And that's something that is in a lot of flight simulator games that people yeah. really get behind. Which, and I think at the end of the day, the reason why this game has reviewed so highly is you have critics that are not familiar with flight simulator games. Yeah. Uh, I saw a lot of Australian critics that got sent setups for this game. Com- obviously, they were compatible, but like hundreds of dollars worth of equipment to play this game. Um, and of, I-, I feel like they just haven't played a lot of flight simulators before. And so yeah. they jump in and they're like, oh, this is amazing. Like, look at all the stuff you can do. And at the end of the day, it's it's the analogy that I like to think of is <clears throat> like, um, imagine you got a, and I'm not saying those critics are wrong, but imagine you got somebody who reviews cars to come in and review a truck, right? Yeah. And the people, that, and they've never reviewed a truck before. Like yeah. they might know stuff about engines and things like that, but they're not the same audiences, right? And yeah. so you've got someone coming in that is not understanding what it is that they're being shown. And they're just like, fuck, this truck's pretty cool. Like it's got, it's got like a bed in the back and the seat goes up and down and like it's really springy and comfortable but then somebody that actually wants to buy the truck is like yeah but it's missing all this other stuff like what is the reason why this uh, this is in here uh and it's also being done better on this other truck that i've that i bought like yeah. this is crazy and it, <laughs> it doesn't run as good either every once in a while it just stalls um that's what it feels like to me you've got all these people that have reviewed a game that haven't played these types of games before it reminds me of uh half-life alex no but you're wrong about that (laughs) get the fuck out of here i am right about it i am right about half-life alex no it reminds me of half-life alex in that i 100 see why people are fucking wowed i understand 100 why people are fucking blown away by Mm. that experience but i think it's very difficult to separate that that uh, awe-inspiring experience of having never done those kinds of things before yeah. uh, with with the actual game itself. And on so many levels, I can't criticize the concepts of reviewing the experience. Mm. I don't think they're wrong to have written these glowing reviews of the experience but i do not think those are the reviews that over time will reflect uh the 
the actual quality how people feel yeah i mean you look at the steam reviews because i've been following them obviously because i'm trying to get all my stuff to work uh yeah. it's a mixed review on steam at the moment yeah with four thousand reviews um I, i've been following threads on reddit of people trying to figure out how to get certain setups to work that are not compatible um yeah. it's 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 obviously a lot easier if you're playing on steam to get your configuration yeah, yeah the thread that i'm following has people from steam that are helping people in the microsoft store and they're sending <laughs> files backwards and forwards because the people in the microsoft store can't get this stuff to work yeah and because they can't you literally can't open the the configuration file for yeah. other um for other joysticks to see what setup they've got so they had to get someone from the steam side to send them the file so they could open it and see what was in it to be like oh maybe i'll create something that's similar to that like i can just read the text file and then yeah. hit the buttons on my screen like that is just such a massive oversight for a community that is so invested in these types of games that, that go all out they spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars to try and play these games with yeah. uh ridiculous hardware and and you've yeah it just doesn't make any sense like i think the the feeling of jumping into a game like um elite dangerous and taking off from a space station and fucking setting your hyperdrive up and grabbing that throttle and shifting it forward and the thing goes in a hyper like that is that feels awesome man like doing that sort of stuff and flying between stars and getting into dogfights like it's just it's just a better experience i think that a lot of people the other thing is that like haven't had you know like i want to be fucking upfront that i'm clearly not the target audience. I think I've made it pretty fucking clear already, but I'm not the target yeah. audience for a flight simulator game. But I have played fucking probably a hundred hours of Elite yeah. Elite Dangerous. Like I like, but like Elite Dangerous actually focuses on the moment to moment gameplay. Like you, it's doing things moment to moment to keep you engaged. Like maybe. Maybe not moment to moment, maybe closer to minute to minute in some of those instances, especially if you're like doing a long haul journey. But like yeah. even then, right, up front, people describe Elite Dangerous as Euro Truck Simulator in space. <laughs> and it's like, it's. Because people like, will like, what do you do? Oh, I just transport goods. And there's I, other yeah. people who like uh, they they're pirates or like they do mining. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and people are like, but if you're in the mood for it, it's it's unbelievable. But it's also doing all that shit. Like it is doing that Euro Truck Simulator shit. It is doing like you are get there is a progression. There is a reward for doing that stuff. And it's not just a score or a leaderboard. It is like, oh yeah, my job is to fucking. Like I haul shit, I I pass butter from station space station to space station. Like that's what I fucking do. Uh, or yeah, I go kill pirates. Or you know, I I can yeah, I can re-equip all my hard points to actually have weapons, which I usually run pretty low on weapons when I'm hauling. Uh, and yeah. I can go fucking like murder some people or go mining or whatever the fuck. Yeah, like there is actual game in there uh in elite dangerous uh and yeah m moment to moment or minute to minute 
while you are making like doing that traveling, you are actually doing things like when you're traveling between star, star, star systems, you're not doing a lot. But once you get into the star system and you have to navigate your way to the space station that is your destination, there is actually stuff involved. You are actually involved because you are attempting to like navigate your way out of hyperspace at the most efficient rate. And that can be pretty challenging. And then... F- <laughs> The process of actually fucking landing is challenging all on its own. Um, mm. So, like, you can you can actually like lose everything right. if you crash in fucking flight simulator. You're like, well, the let's start again. Let's go. I landed a plane at the fucking Grand Plaza up in, in uh, Browns Plains, just where I grew up, uh, just for the fucking the fuck of it, just to see what would mm. happen. And yeah, that's. I don't know. I did it. And, like, the only concern I had, uh, like, the only worry I had about crashing was that I'd have to fly there again. It would take a little, a a second, a couple of seconds to fly back there again or whatever, like, uh, probably a couple of minutes. But, like, that was the only concern. I didn't, I wasn't worried about losing this plane or anything. There's no stakes, you know? Like, there's stakes involved in Elite Dangerous, and I think I need stakes for me to be engaged. So I guess... That is my problem. That's why I, you know, I wouldn't, I'd never review. I would never put my hand up to review Microsoft Flight Simulator, a flight simulator game, because I don't, I'm clearly not the person for it. But at the same time, I struggle to work out why people, why people are fucking like blown away by it, you know, like why, why they can't get enough of it. Um, Why? Yeah. Outside of outside of what we already talked about, the idea that they are blown away, they are enamored with the technology of it. Yeah, which, I, like I said, I understand. I do understand that. I just, yeah, think think you should try to separate yourself from it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm I'm not saying those people that have re- reviewed their experiences are wrong. I just no, um, exactly. Yeah. Like I said, with the the car and someone that reviews cars and then reviewing trucks, I just feel like they don't have that experience to be like, well, yeah, that's good. Um, like if, by to inform an actual review. Um, in my opinion, a lot of the reviews are, I've read are people's personal experiences. Like they're not criticisms as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, there's, there's things in there that are really cool, like being able to, uh, move around certain windows and change the time of day and uh, have live traffic from actual aircraft that are in there. Um, yeah. There's a lot of like tinkering with the actual simulation side. It's just like, I don't know, man. Like I grew up playing a lot of those simulator games, The you know, from the Microsoft flight simulators to uh, like space sims and the list goes on. But- I just, um, I think one of the big breakers for me is just how poorly it runs as well. Um, oh, dude. Yeah. It, like it looks great sometimes and then you'll like go out the cockpit and it's 20 frames a second. Things are like really jerky uh, and then you'll get up close to some things and you're like, oh, that looks, I don't know what's going on there. And other things you're like, oh, all right, that looks pretty cool. But <laughs> oh, like, yeah, I f- fly over, fly on down to Brown's Plains I'm like, look, I know the place is a shithole, but like, <laughs> go easy, Big Mac. It doesn't look this fucking bad. 
Yeah, you're giving it a bit of a rough go on this one. Um, yeah, no, uh, it runs. It, it runs really bad. And yeah, repeatedly, I'm like surprised at, uh, at how sometimes it's just like, yeah, no, we're not rendering any of that. Fuck that. You go yeah. somewhere interesting. Or yeah, there's there's no harbor bridge. Fuck that shit. Or yeah, some of the limitations on what you're able to do. Like and like how it won't show a plane crash. Yeah. Like, like if you turn your plane too far to the right and it's like, oh, your plane stop, couldn't handle stop. that. Gone. And I'm like, oh all right. Uh, uh did it have to be a black screen? Yeah. Like <laughs> weird. Anyway. I mean, do, do they just, does someone mod it at that point and what happens after the screen goes black? I don't know. Um, anyway, I just feel like that uh, it's the, it's being blown out of proportion. I think you got to get a lot of people that jump into this now and be like, oh, is this it? I'm glad it's a Game Pass game because it a lot of people get to experience it. Um, and I think that's why you're seeing a lot of mixed reactions on the, uh, you know, on on websites and community boards because people are very disappointed to it i've seen like things where stuff was available in early access or, or in the the beta that has been mm. taken out of the game now that doesn't work and like certain configurations that worked like actual um joysticks and throttles that worked in the, the previous game that aren't showing up now and working and i've had crashes where if i unplug my usb while i'm in the menu trying to fuck around with my settings like the game just crashes that's just not me that's the, something that seems to be affecting everybody it's in the fucking bug list just weird things that it just felt like it needed more time um especially the performance issues i just think it needed more time to cook yeah there's no reason why i, I have an, a very high-end pc that should be running like this um that is I think the the recommended spec or the ideal spec was a twenty twenty. That's bonkers. Yeah, that's this like the second one of the second best C, uh, GPUs you can get. At, yeah, at the moment, given another month, that'll be different. But <laughs> at this stage, um, yeah, I don't know. It, and just, I think I just need to spend more time with it as well, play around a bit more. I'm just not seeing what everybody else is at this point. I understand people are cooped up. Nobody can travel at the moment and wanting to go places is really cool and interesting. Uh, just critically, I think it's it's making a lot of mistakes that have been done a lot better elsewhere. Yeah. Um, so that's just my feeling. But yeah, technically- And, and, and like I said, like I said, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I wouldn't listen to me in terms of what a Microsoft Flight Simulator is doing, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. But- I know I know what I like and I I know what I don't like and I don't like a three hour download with a fucking spa track that takes over my entire fucking computer. Uh to download ninety fucking gigabytes. It's fucking ridiculous. Also, when you said did you say twenty twenty? Twenty eighty. Yeah, right. I said twenty twenty, you're right. This is twenty eighty. <laughs> this is it's like my brain interrupted or something like did, no, you didn't. Did he? It's because no. of the date. Did he? 2020 yeah. date. I meant 2080 date, which is the, you know, 2080 Ti at the moment is the currently the highest yes. sort of thing yes. that you can get without buying a supercomputer GPU. Yes. Anyway. Right. <laughs> um, 
I think cool. we'll probably talk about that more next week if I keep playing it because right. I'm sure I'll I'll jump. Have you, did you show your like wife any of it? Like, did no. she say anything? No, <laughs> no, no. Um, I, sh- I I did show me flying and Brown's planes. She oh. was like, "Cool, looks like I remember it." <laughs> yeah. Was this? Did you have your underwear in your fa- your hands? And you're like, ah, what? Brown's planes. Oh, we did used to call it. We 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 did call it Brown Stains growing up. Ah, was okay. There's Brown Stains High School, and everyone. That's who what the people was, come for. The poop jokes. That's what you know. We got to give them. That's why they subscribe <laughs> to the Patreon. Um. Anyway, got to have it. Should we do some news? Let's do the news. We got I'm some juicy stuff it. going on oh, here. Shit. Yes. Holy uh, crap. This is um one of the biggest stories of the year, I feel like. Yeah. Uh, this fight between Apple, Google, and Fortnite at this stage. So what happened was Fortnite released an update. Epic released an update to Fortnite um, that added in another way to make purchases within the game uh, on the mobile stores. Uh, typically, you've got to use in-app purchases to buy uh, their currency, their V-Bucks. Uh, and what this did was circumvent the in-app purchases and allow you to do direct payments uh, directly to Epic. Uh, in doing so, made the transactions also cheaper. Um, really soon after this update dropped, Apple removed the game Fortnite, the biggest game in the world from the app store. Um, this happened really quickly within a couple of hours. Epic then released a statement uh, saying that they've filed legal papers against Apple. Um, mm. They released some marketing material, free Fortnite with um, like parody vis- videos of like marketing that Apple had released back in the day. Um, I don't know if you saw this one, but it was like a, when they released like Mac computers 20, 30 years ago, or not longer than that, 40 years ago, they were doing like a parody on uh, like IBM being like, fuck the man type thing. Like we're coming in with uh, our new machine to stand up to the people type thing. We shouldn't have to bow to them. Uh, And then Fortnite did a parody of that ad, which was direct copy of um what they're trying to do here and uh so yeah they've they've released a bunch of like free fortnite stuff they they've openly talked about what's going on and i guess the idea here is that when you make a purchase through the app store for certain apps on apple apple takes a 30 percent cut of the money the transaction um so say for instance you're spending ten dollars buying something 30 percent of that would go directly to apple and the rest of it would go to, uh, you know, whoever's bought it. On the normal case, but by having a direct transfer, uh, Epic is now getting the entire cut of that. And Apple's not happy. They removed the game entirely. And uh, Google shortly followed suit um, a couple hours later. But it seems like Epic's uh, focus currently is on taking Apple down. (laughs) Well... Um, Apple sort of dragged the attention back to them by revoking. Uh, no, that, that's the other way around, right? Like, yeah, so they, they've re- revoked. 
who's who's fuck who's fucked up the developer accounts? Apple's doing this in. Uh, it's on the list here. This is happening in next week. Oh right, okay. So following this, this happened uh, like two days ago or over just the start of the week. Apple is now terminating developer accounts and development tools in iOS and Mac at the end of this month. This includes those apps used for Unreal Engine. Um, this is pretty huge. This is a much bigger deal, right? This is well, this, this is, is Apple dragging the attention back because, yeah. Holy this is shit. Apple being like, well, fuck you. You're not on our platform anymore. Yeah. Except, like, this is so far-reaching, right? This is so far-reaching because so many developers work using Macs. Uh, and this is going to dramatically impact their ability to develop. Uh, it's it's not just fucking. This isn't. This doesn't just ep- like impact Epic and Fortnite. This is like fucking so many people, and then mm. this it's going to be a pretty fucking big deal. I mean, it's not going to take effect immediately. It's just uh, terminating their ability to like provide complete support. But like, still. It's it's so fucking big. Um, yeah, it's a big deal. So I, Epic is filing like a this is an antitrust thing. They're saying that yeah. like Apple is taking too much money, or, or like they're not doing enough and they're taking too much money. Uh, you look at what Epic done with um, Steam. Epic is very about like open platforms and you know <laughs> going after that. They took on Steam and they've. I don't know. They've done a pretty good job. People were very upset when that whole thing happened. But at the end of the day, like developers are getting more money. Um, Epic doesn't take 20% cut. I think it's like really low. It's somewhere 15. around about 10%. It's 15. Somewhere Didn't they drop a, it again recently? Did they? Oh. I thought they dropped it again. Um, I, saw a, I saw a chart and said okay. 15. But yeah, maybe lower still. So Steam is very similar. If you're selling a game on Steam and you buy something, Steam takes a thirty percent cut. Um, so Epic is trying to do the same sort of thing with these mobile services and saying that like, hey, we want we don't want to be like taking this massive like we want to do cheaper sales for for customers. Um, and it's not just Epic that it affects. It affects most video games, which yeah. is the strange thing. Because it's not, it seems, Apple seems to be very selective of what they want to affect and what they don't. Like if I buy something on my phone using my Amazon account, Apple doesn't take 30% of like what I'm buying. Yeah. Or if I buy a movie ticket using my phone on my Alamo app or AMC app, like Apple's not taking or, or Google's not taking 30% kind of that. Yeah. So why, why are game developers getting charged 30%? It's, yeah, I don't, it's going to be a really interesting battle. Yeah, it's a, it is, it is a tricky one because I like, I, I, it's one of those ones where you're like, oh, I'm not like fucking, I'm not trying to, I'm not losing my shit trying to back Epic on this one either because I mean, at the end of the day, they just want more money, right? Like it's their their argument is, oh yeah, we deserve more money. What's the end result here? That mm. it's easier for developers to implement or to get more? Like, okay, so the profit margin on in-app purchases is higher? Is that a fucking future that we all want? 
Do yeah. we want profit margins on in-app purchases to be higher than they already are? I don't know. Isn't that a greater incentive to really fuck us to death with in-app purchases? I'm not fucking crazy about it, to be honest. I saw uh, a um, I saw something that was floating around a couple of days ago in relation to, um, like they it was like a movie subscription service, for instance, that sold like 3D films, right? Yeah. Um, it was something like, hey, I think it was through Oculus or Facebook. Um, like we 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 got into a point where we're not making any more money because the studios, movie studios wanted 60%. Yeah. And then the platform holders wanted 30%. Right. And so that leaves us with nothing. Like we're not yeah. making any more, any money. And that's kind of where this comes into it. You look at developers, like if you're a, um, if you're a developer who's with a publisher, like this is, that's exactly the same thing. Publishers are taking 60%. Then your platform holder is taking 30%. Developments yep. left with ten percent to to try and make these games. It's nuts. Like that is separate to this situation, though, isn't it? Yeah, it right? is. Because this but- is this is about in app. This is all in app purchases. This is Epic attempting to circumvent the in app purchase system on Android and on iOS, uh, mm. and obviously retaliatory strikes from both Google and Apple. Right. I I think. You can't alter your expectations. The entire marketplace takes 30%. EB Games takes 30%. PlayStation Store takes 30%. Xbox Store takes 30%. Steam takes 30%. iOS takes 30%. They all take the 30%, right? Yeah. So I do, I do not think that it's fair to... Well, I mean, fair. But I think they're trying they, to change they, that. Like... Epic's trying to change it because they have enough money to blast past it, right? Yeah. They've they've got enough money that they can do whatever the fuck they want now. They're just trying like this is some, this is bully tactics. I like I do not think that like this is not altruism from Epic. I think this is this is capitalist bullying that they can get away with because they're they're the biggest fish, right? Or mm. one of the biggest fish, like. Yeah, I I don't think <laughs> I don't think they're the good guys. They're just not the worst guys because Apple came in swinging uh, and and clearly made things a lot worse for a lot of people. I it's such a complicated situation, uh, but like at the end of the day, I I honestly wonder who. Yeah, like you know, uh, yeah, who, Bono, who who. First? who who benefits most and I, I it's certainly not consumers i think yeah i don't think consumers come out ahead on this like backing one or the other is there's no pro consumer move here there's just uh who's gonna fuck us harder right uh and we don't know yet what happens next week when um they switch this off if they switch this off that's what they're threatening mm. yeah well, they've pulled it from the store. Uh, that's the end of it. But the next update for Fortnite and then the Apple users or Google users don't get updated. They've got yeah. in-app purchases that they've spent money on previously. They don't get refunds on that. The game yeah. just stops working. Um, yeah. and, and, and is their position then to hope that people go, well, fuck, I'm not going to buy 
an Android next or a Google phone, I'm going to, uh, an Apple phone, I'm going to go get a Blackberry or something. <laughs> what is the, yeah. what is, does, does Epic come out in three months time? And they're like, by the way, we've got a new phone. Here you go. Yep. It's the, the Epic phone. <laughs> the Epic phone. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, this is, so someone's going to budge, but Epic has enough money to sort of fight this at the moment. But you know, Apple's going to not let this go. They've got way too much money to, yeah, at stake to not like do anything. Um, whether it's like a renegotiation thing where they come back and say, all right, we'll only take 15% or because they, they're still going to be cost, right? Because it's Apple's doing infrastructure, they're doing, um, uh, testing to make sure they work on platforms and uh, make infrastructure that sort of stuff. So it's not like they're doing nothing, but are they doing thirty percent worth of the cut? Um, maybe this just gets renegotiated. But Epic obviously knew this was coming. They had everything ready to go the moment they dropped this. They were expecting their game to get pulled uh, by both parties, so it, yeah. it wasn't a surprise. They knew that what they were getting into when yeah. they pulled the trigger on this. Um, that was just a really interesting day to watch this unfold hour after hour, being like, this guy getting crazier. Oh, it just did. It just yeah. got really fucking crazy. Yeah. So, anyway, um, I guess we'll find out more about that as uh, I don't know, next, next weekend happens, Fortnite day. Yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, next up, we got Ghost of Tsushima is getting a co-op mode uh, up to yeah. four players. Two players will be able to play a series of co-op missions, and there will also be a four-player-based waived survival missions, um, including raids, which will be coming after release of this. It's pretty cool. I like yeah, that they're, they're doing this, like a free update for a game that a lot of people really loved. And uh, yeah, I'll play two-player co-op. I don't I don't Maybe, maybe it works four player. I don't really see it in my mind how a four player wave based version of this game would work. Uh, I, feel I can like take on a lot just, of people. Yeah, I feel like, like how many get, fucking people, like serious Sam numbers that are coming at me? That's what I'm thinking, right? Like, it'd have to be <laughs> the, the Mongol hordes would have to like fucking show up en masse for it to actually pose a significant challenge. So, yeah, uh, yeah. like. Uh, but two-player co-op, I think that'd be pretty... I think there's there's some juice in that in terms of hilarity, uh, mm. especially if you're trying to stealth some shit up and one person fucks up. I think that'll be pretty funny. Uh, so, yeah. I think uh, I think it's a pretty good one. Like, good on them. Uh, very keen to see how it plays out. Yeah. yeah I, um, I watched that trailer. I think the trailer did a bad job of showing what it was they were trying to do. It wasn't yep. until I read the press release I was like, "Oh, okay." Um, <clears throat> yeah, it just didn't <laughs> really. It was the kind of thing where I, where I watched it and was like, "How'd I get it? Like, what what's happening?" Um, but anyway, yeah, that sounds cool. I, I'm interested to see what these cult missions are and uh, how difficult they are, I guess, and what they kind of involve. Um, is it the sort of thing where you can just fucking walk into the middle of another? town and just hit the button like the come at me button and yeah destroy people so that could be interesting to see so i guess we'll find out more on that one uh next up we've got call of duty black ops cold war it's coming what a fucking name 
they are doing some name stuff, right? Like Call of Duty Modern Warfare Warzone. Remember that? Yep. Yeah. They've sort of dropped that now. It's now just Call of Duty Warzone, but Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War Warzone. Is that what they end up calling it at some stage? Call of Duty uh, Call of Duty Presents, brought to you by PlayStation 4, a Cold War experience, Black Ops, Cold War Zone. I love it. Brought yeah. to you by Mountain well, G. The, the title that I wanted to see was Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War to be revealed in Call of Duty Modern Warfare Warzone. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, um, so this is being revealed next week in Warzone. Um, they've been doing this big ARG for a couple of weeks now. Oh, well, actually, they've probably been doing it for a couple of months now. Um, but I think the actual like uh, media and... Uh, influencers and content creators getting sent these ARG kits which um like people were getting set projectors that they'd have to put little slides in and it would give you yeah. a series of little pictures and numbers and everybody uh, got like different batches of them so they had to all work together to sort things out um and they had like a there was a website running the last couple of days that had some like Russian propaganda videos showing and US videos that were playing up until this morning when uh, this officially got announced. Uh, a couple of players in Warzone have found a key code or used one of the key codes from this ARG to open up a bunker, which was previously not accessible. Inside the bunker is a giant missile that um, I don't know. Any thoughts on what that's going to do? Maybe uh, blow the map up? Like, I don't know. Like, do you need a fucking missile to blow up a spot where you're already at? What I no, what I think is going to happen is, do you remember they when they started doing these bunkers thing? I think this bunker thing has been like a build up to to, to, to this reveal the entire time, right? How? Like the, the the bunkers are teasing yeah. the the next game, and um, right. and that's what's going to end Call of Duty Warzone in this current uh, modern warfare s- scene, like the the setting that's in. Um, there was a point where the bunkers started opening, and there was like mini nukes sitting on desks, and I'm wondering if they were initially going to reveal this game a while back. And right. that was the plan, but something happened, and you know we had the all the COVID stuff and uh, uh, games re- announcements got pushed back, and so they had to sort of scramble a little bit. And this missile is technically what the mini nuke thing was going to be, um, but I think what's going to happen is Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, whenever that comes out, is going to be they're going to have another. Warzone mode or another battle royale mode. It's going to be free, but they're going to drop a bomb on this map, and then Warzone turns into Black Ops. So here's something that's a bit of a fucking exclusive, eh? Because uh, I actually spoke to yeah. uh, the creative team at Warzone. Tell me how I'm wrong. This morning. This morning, <laughs> and so. If uh, 
if you like, you'll be able to read the full interview on Red Bull when it goes live, whenever the fuck that is. I've got to transcribe the fucking thing. Um, probably by the time this goes out, I should have it up by tomorrow. Uh, I don't have it's direct tonight on Patreon. Right. Well, then uh, after the, you'll have to wait a little bit. Uh, <laughs> lovely patrons, but uh, yeah, um, yeah, uh, it'll be up in time for everyone. Uh, Probably by tomorrow. I don't have back end access to the Red Bull site anymore, so I can't put stuff up myself. So uh, it goes up when it goes up. But uh, yeah, I did ask a question about this, and uh, I, I see if I can fucking find it. Uh, I haven't transcribed it yet because I did it literally before, like half an hour before we did this podcast. So uh, I'll see if I can get. I would say six months from now, like. With the you know the recent kind of reveal of uh, Black Ops Cold War that came out, there's there's definitely opportunities um, to kind of like merge that content in and keep pushing Warzone forward with the that franchise and and Modern Warfare in mind. And so I'm I'm really excited. I think that stuff still we're working through that. We're solidifying that, and we don't have specifics on that. But I think that is going to breathe more life into Warzone. I think is exciting. Um, so what we're doing here is Job's going to clip in, Job's going to send me the audio of that interview. Um, yep. who are you speaking to there? The creative team? Uh, yeah, yeah. So names in that particular? case, it was Joe, Joe Seacott, I thought, I think, uh, someone couldn't make the, hang on, let me see. Someone couldn't make the fucking, so it's Joe Seacott, co-designed director, multiplayer and Amos Hodge, associate creative director on Warzone, uh, Joe Seacott's the one who you'll hear, uh, you'll have heard, will hear, yeah. I'm not sure. However the fuck Luke clips it in. Uh, you can yeah. see the the full thing, but it sounds to me like what they're doing is they're merging, somehow merging two the two games together. Uh, yeah. Uh, they are not separating. So I do, like, I, I mean, I think the nuke idea, I think they will nuke, Verdansk, Verdansk, uh, and yeah. maybe what will result is a old school Verdansk, uh, mm. a Cold War version of Verdansk uh, for people to play on. And I don't know if it'll be two maps or one map merged together, full merge. Yeah. We'll have to wait and see. Um, I think because the, they- the problem... Sorry. Yep. Go. Oh, um, I think the problem ends up being not necessarily the map because um, they could do the Apex Legends thing where, hey, we blow up World's Edge and now you're playing on this other map. Um, same sort of thing where, like, hey, we blow up Verdansk and now you're playing on this other map, which could be new. But with with a game like Apex Legends, it's sort of the same weapons and the same sort of, like, feel. Oh, yeah. If you jump over to, to Cold War Black Ops... Um, I'm assuming it's going to be set a little bit back yep. um, unless they're doing like a modern take on that. But judging right. by the footage that we've seen, the teasing, I'm thinking maybe it's back a bit. Uh, yep. And, and that, in that case, you end up with different gameplay, right? you got different weapons and that sort of stuff. The game feels a bit different. So I don't yep. know if that appeals to the same crowd. And that's maybe where they get stuck a bit. That's where you get Unless they've got two out. different games or two different maps, different weapons on each game. And that could get interesting. Yes. Um, I do not... Th- I I absolutely think that Verdansk, as it currently exists, will continue to exist in some way. I, t- I spoke to them about the train 
that they recently added in season five, and it seems like they've got plans to continue to evolve it. I mean, they I mean they said it up front, it's that, terrible. You know, moment. one of the first things they want to do is make sure it doesn't start in the same location every game. Um, <laughs> yeah, like all this kind of stuff. Like they like Warzone continues. Warzone will continue. Yeah. after black ops cold war comes out is the feeling i got even though personally i wonder i still like there's this conspiracy theory lingering at the back of my mind about uh its continued existence yeah. uh i do think that they've got too many irons in the fire to just pick it all up and move to something different uh yeah. out of nowhere and I wonder if that is where um, things start to get tricky, right? Is because Warzone always felt like it was going to be a platform just because of what happened with like uh, Blackout. Because yeah. Blackout was so well done. And then they were like, well, we'll do a free-to-play edition. And you look at that and you're like, well, can they do a free-to-play like a new one every year for another Call of Duty game? Yeah. Um, and so the idea there becomes like, well, how do we go to the next Call of Duty when that comes? Uh, so the, yeah, the tricky spot you end up getting in is that the, those games feel differently. Battlefield Five feels different to Battlefield Three because they're set so so many years apart. And yep. um, I I wasn't a fan personally of Battlefield Four as much. I liked Five a lot better because they had a lot more automatic weapons in there, but I didn't like You're about as much. One. One. Oh, sorry, Battlefield One. Yeah, the um, the like rifles and like yeah. that sort of stuff. It's not my jam. And so when you end up, I don't think Call of Duty will end up being like that. But when you go from long range sniper rifles with ridiculous sights on them and all that sort of stuff, like what does that look like in a Black Ops Cold War game? But again, or do they go to this is a reimagined Cold War? It's not. It's not. Uh, you know, set years and years ago. It's like present day Cold War. Or, uh. I don't know. I'm speculating at this point of ideas of how they solve that problem because it's a really yeah. interesting problem to solve for those guys. So, yeah, how do you appeal to two different crowds? I wish I only had 15 minutes and that question that you hear the yeah. answer to uh, is was the last question. I got cut off. Mm. Like the, it, the that discussion got cut off because uh, we technically went a minute over. Um, yeah, like I could... I could I could legit talk to the fucking Warzone team. We could probably do a fucking full length gap we podcast. Do a podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just talking to that team. Uh, you, you could have just been shit. like, hey, here's my email. Uh, yeah. Whenever you're free, we'll do yeah. it. Tell me about your shields, your shield strategy. Oh, I told them. I told <laughs> them about the shield strategy. <laughs> uh, what they say? They're like, oh, you're the guy. You're the guy that's always using the shields. <laughs> It well, doesn't get anywhere. That's why we haven't going. nerfed it. <laughs> mate, mate, mate. Anyway, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, it will be very interesting. Any, any other to see juicy stuff that out. you'll talk to them about? Um, I think, like, we we talked about the, the nature of balancing the economy around loadouts and stuff. Uh, they confirmed that the they, they inject more money into the game. Uh, they don't change the prices of loadouts, but they inject more money into the game the smaller the uh, team size gets uh, right. so that you are able to actually afford a loadout or it's more likely that you'll be able to afford a loadout in like yeah. solos. Um, 
without changing the price. Um, so it's like a how how cool Judy cheats type thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and what else? Um, uh, we talked about a bunch of stuff. It's I'm fucking blanking. Um, That's gone. Uh, I had fucking I had all questions. Let me just quickly look. Just give them a talked about the train. Talked about the bunkers and stuff, and how you know they use that to to feed in the the ARG stuff and uh, the idea of balancing the game, um, balancing weapons, and how the uh, the underbarrel shotgun is uh, very much a bug that they're working on fixing. We'll hopefully have a fix out by the end of the week. Anything uh, else on cheating? No, we didn't talk about cheating. Uh, I didn't have time. Again, like, yeah, a billion things. I wanted to talk about sound. I want to talk about cheating. Um, yeah, and then, like, we were at the fucking 30 seconds left point, and I'm like, oh, fuck. Uh, yeah. Uh, I wasn't supposed to talk about Cold War, by the way. Uh, but <laughs> but I you did it anyway, because you're a boss. <laughs> I managed to eke it out of them. Um, yeah, I'm like, uh, here's a question I've... Yeah, I, I, where where do you think it's going to be in six days from now? Uh, I mean, six months from now, because six days from now is when the cold water reveal happens, yeah. and they clearly uh, they clearly worked they, that out. They caught onto that and yeah. then answered it anyway. Yeah, which is PR them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's good. But uh, yeah, no. Uh, read the whole thing on Red Bull. It should be up now ish. Cool. Or whenever. Yeah. Cool. Um, All right. Next up, we have some games being delayed for this year again. Uh, Deathloop is the latest one to be uh, moved to 2021. This is the Arcane Studios Bethesda uh, game. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, seems like people are jumping out of the way at the end of this year. Like, yeah. Uh, I mean, COVID's. Uh, probably the best excuse anyone's ever had to dodge cyberpunk. Yeah. Um, it's, I don't buy it. I, you because buy it? I feel like you're more productive at home. People aren't annoying you with dumb <laughs> questions. You can just do everything so much easier. <laughs> you don't have to drive yeah. to work to get, you know, you're I, work I get the feeling that we might be anomalous. Hey, we might be <laughs> like, we might be semi-unique but yeah no i 100 agree uh, um maybe they've they're now like they've all got kids and stuff maybe we don't have to worry about it because we don't have kids and so we yeah. we don't have kids bugging us all the time um but yeah uh so yeah it's a big loss for playstation hey it's a big loss for playstation this is a playstation exclusive uh yeah um but it is a good thing in that uh we like you know we've seen before uh, arcane should take every single minute they can fucking get to make sure yep. their games work on launch because it's been a problem before yeah uh yep. yeah cool all right next up we have another game oh no we talked about it at a game last week which was delayed vampire the masquerade bloodlines 2 um we got some more, in, more info on that, at least. The lead writer and creative director uh, have been fired from that game, which happened last month in July. Um, 
<clears throat> I think it was Rock Paper Shotgun that did uh, emailed the uh, lead writer Brian Matsoda, um, who also worked on Bloodlines One, who was the designer and writer on that game, to get his sort of take on it. And um, yeah, it's it seems like it hasn't ended well. They they kind of don't know really why this happened or what's going on. They weren't really given a good indication as far as he was concerned. Um, his team weren't part of the delays at all. And so yeah, uh, he, he seemed very confused about that. Um, any thoughts on, on this one? Do you think it's going to be a problem? Um, I, I, I'm worried. Uh, I'm certainly worried. I mean, at what point, like who, you you can't fire the narrative lead and creative director without it having some sort of fucking impact. Hmm. You know, like it, it's gonna have it's gonna have a rippling effect throughout the rest of the game. So uh yeah. Um and the the way it's been done, nobody's really explaining what happened or why it happened or anything like that. So I don't know. I and he uh, doesn't seem to know why either, according no. to No this no. one person so far yeah um so yeah i'm i'm worried but yeah to my knowledge there were no delays caused by bloodlines to narrative development <laughs> yeah and he was and- he also went on to say that he was not part of the conversations that led to the decision to de- delay production um yeah. this is a guy that worked on the game for five years was also part of the original team that worked on the original game Obviously has a lot of heart in it. Um, it seems a bit upset about it, but yeah, we're getting kind of one side of the story at the moment. There could be another, or there could just be management not knowing what they're doing, <laughs> which could be a trend for this week's theme. Uh, um, yeah, basically. Uh, the only thing I've seen is that they confirmed on the Discord that it is not related to sexual misconduct allegations. It's fucking depressing. Uh, yeah. That we now need to confirm that that is not the case for firings, uh, but uh, it is good, of course, that uh, mm. that is not the case here. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, I guess um, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, super excited for that game, but uh, certainly apprehensive now. That's uh, a little bit worrying. Yeah. Uh, next up, we've got a, a story that came out of the Guardian in relation mm. to Rocksteady. Studios, the makers of the Batman Arkham games. Um, it's in relation to an open letter that was sent to... Oh, sorry. It, it was it was a letter that was sent to the bosses um, at Rocksteady about two years ago uh, in relation to uh, sexism in the studio. Uh, yeah. It was signed by 10 of the 16 female employees at the time. It discussed... Um, Behavior, including um, derogatory and sexual manners between other colleagues, um, harassment in the form of unwanted advances, leering at parts of women's bodies, inappropriate comments in the office, um, slurs regarding the transgender community, just basically uh, pretty rubbish behavior from um, a small group, a small selection of people. Um, They were saying 98% of the the people there were, were were good developers, but a small selection were just dickheads. Um, so this sort of was reminds two years me of ago. Riot, you know, yeah, the riot allegations. 
And it seems yeah. like it, it lines up on, on the timeline pretty close to that as well when that all came out. So Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um so this was a story by yeah, the Guardian where um they uh th- this undisclosed source then um basically talked to the Guardians, showed them the letter, um, talked about some of the things that followed that, including uh what they're saying was just a basically like a seminar on uh training men on how to um deal with some of this stuff like and that's pretty much that all that happened with it and how to like that women should be more confident was one of the things that i saw flying around yeah um so this story went around and then the source of that um came forward the other day it turns out it was the uh, one of the senior writers on the team who worked on the game for a very long time Um, she put up a youtube video i watched it um basically she's no longer with the company i think she worked on like the fable game uh, after she left but uh the idea was that this was brought forward to management nothing happened um nothing meaningful happened these people are still there uh women are leaving that company because of this behavior and also she doesn't want to be credited on the game anymore like that yeah this is something that should be Resolved. Remove my name from the credits. Yeah, I also saw her like retweeting other people that have been in that studio that have left, saying they had the same experiences, things like that. Um, Rocksteady replied yeah. by posting an open letter from apparently one of the women that, or at least the, they're saying it's the the women that originally uh, wrote that that letter to management, um, and they're saying that like this isn't a problem and we're kind of upset that this was made public and all this other garbage. Uh, I don't know. I don't buy it. It reads like a PR statement <laughs> to me. Uh, it is fucking gross is what it is. I cannot believe that that's the fucking, that's their response is like, everything's holy good shit. now. shit. That's, that's the tack you want to take on this is, uh, oh no, uh we um this these anonymous anonymous people with this mm. extremely careful wording have declared that everything's cool now uh yeah um like oh my god i can't believe suicide squad the film it wasn't the most toxic fucking place to work in terms of creating something around suicide squad holy shit this yeah. is fucking bananas. This is the uh, this is literally a line from this open letter from apparently seven of the women that are still there. Uh hmm. it says where where is it? I just lost it. Oh. Th- this is like an indication of what they've done. Workshops to help build self-confidence within male-dominated industries. Yikes. What? What like, is that? <laughs> how is that the fucking response? Oh yeah. Don't worry, honey. You're just not confident enough. Hey, and why do you <laughs> smile more while you're at it? You fucking dipshits. What the fuck are you doing? Good Lord. Gross. Gross as shit. Anyway. Uh, so they're going to do the big Suicide Squad reveal this weekend. And I am fucking super sour on this game now. Like, mm. it feels super gross. Um, 
Yeah. I, I don't even know how I'm supposed to separate these things anymore. Right. I mean, you look at, obviously, the stuff that happened at Ubisoft, right? And yep. that was obviously bad. Yeah. But it looks like they've taken the steps to try and fix those problems. Like, they've gutted out. I don't I'm Gutted's maybe a, a wrong word to use. I don't actually know. But they've fired. They've let go of people that were involved in a lot of this allegations that came forward. Creative director of Assassin's Creed, who was taken off the project, isn't with that studio anymore. He's gone since then. They were they got rid of executives. Um, a really big executive who was making a lot of decisions over there is gone. Yep. Um, yeah. Like, that's the moves that you make. You want to rectify this stuff. Not like, uh, you know, if there's a problem, you get rid of the problem. You don't say, oh, we're holding fucking seminars mm. for, you know, how, how to deal with women's Being confidence and shit like that. Yeah. Like, if there's a problem where men are, or people are treating other people badly, you deal with that. You, you yeah. get rid of them. Like, that shouldn't be happening in the first place. Fuck those people. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's it's insane that their response is to release an open letter to be like, oh, actually, here's here's a statement that reads like horseshit. I don't know. I don't buy it. it. But at the same time, if this was made up, surely this would fucking come out really quickly. How hard would it be to verify that this is not real? And that seems like a dumb move. Um, so yep. at the same time, I don't actually know what's going on here. Were weird threats made? You know, because this woman was let go of her job as well. When she made these allegations, wrote this open letter, um, she didn't leave. She was made redundant. Like her services weren't needed anymore all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's shit situation. And so I'm in the same, man. I want to see, like, I would like to see people when this game comes out make this like a, a note, have a fucking footer on there something about like how the management it's obviously again not the development team the development team worked very hard on this game but the problem comes at the top of the the, the chain where they haven't made the right decisions to f fix these issues yeah um so just keep that in mind when this rolls yep. around next week and we're praising <laughs> what they've shown do you think that the uh the women who wrote that open letter anonymously do you think they had a bomb inserted into their neck <laughs> right <laughs> some sore style stuff no, isn't that the fucking suicide squad thing they've got like a bomb uh, yeah. in their neck or some shit <laughs> yeah yeah uh anyway uh shit's gross yeah let's move yeah. on um oh speaking of gross shit yeah, you, you put this in here. Facebook is a Facebook account is now required to use Oculus hardware. Um, yep. Going twenty twenty three is the cutoff date. Yeah. Right. Fuck Oculus. I mean, who could have seen this coming? Oh my lord, I'm so shocked. Uh, but still, fuck Oculus. This is fucking ridiculous. I'm um, sort of okay with it because I have a Facebook. Of course account. you are. Of course you are. Of course you're okay with it, you fucking Facebook shill. Fucking I mean, big Facebook shill. That's what you are. What I don't understand is that you need an you need an Oculus account at the moment to use it. They're just shifting it across to a Facebook account. So I can understand people that don't want to use a Facebook account, but um, are, are you like I log in with an Oculus account at the moment. They're they're a Facebook company. In, in my mind, it's no different. 
this stage. So I don't know. I'm just you bought fast. into the the Facebook ecosystem, and right. they were already doing exclusive walled garden, walled garden shit. And it's weird that you were like, oh yeah, well you know, Epic's trying to defend and blah 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 blah, blah. and then now you're you're like defending Facebook. Like, pick a fucking side. Pick yeah. a side, Luke. You're ridiculous. I no, will pick anyway. a side when when Valve decides to release a fucking cheaper. Um, you got to pay a little bit more, and what you get is significantly better. A little bit. And uh, a not, double. No, lo- <laughs> like not locked triple. into horseshit. <laughs> more than triple. Um, What's yeah. significantly better? So, what do you want? It's better. Anyway, that is it. I uh, have I'm wondering, to- sorry. Oh, I'm God. just wondering if this doesn't even go through because uh, I feel like, like, what happens at a point where. You, you originally bought this thing and that wasn't a part of the agreement. Like, does a lawyer go through this at some stage and says, yeah. like, nah, this can't happen? Yeah. Like, you still need people Maybe. to be able to use this. Fuck you. That'd be, that'd be good. The that'd alternative awesome. is they stop supporting it in 2023, which could be their other plan when they've got the next yeah. True. thing out. There's ways yeah. for them to force this. All right. Yeah. What were we going to say? Cool. I have to do a shit, so we have to wrap this fucking podcast up. Let's go. Right. Do it. Do we have any questions? No, we don't have any questions, which is disappointing. But on the That's flip okay. side, I'm fucking peaking. Yes, happy. Yeah, peaking. Uh, you can Spotify. find us on iTunes, Android, <laughs> Windows Store, Spotify, YouTube, all the places you get your podcasts from. Uh, please rate and review the show. If you have a moment, helps other people find it. Uh, if you would like to send us questions, you can email us the GA Podcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on social media. Facebook.com slash a GA podcast, Twitter.com slash a GA podcast. You can go to our Discord page at the GA podcast.com slash Discord. We uh, have some chat channels over there. You can leave us questions, play video games, all that fun stuff. Um, you can find us on YouTube, the GA podcast.com slash YouTube. I will chuck some videos up this week of what I got. Um, I got Kill It with Fire video. Um, I didn't do any Microsoft Flight Sim. I got some Dead by Daylight. Maybe some Marvel Avengers. I can't remember. Anyway, cool. I'll um, I'll chuck some videos up of that this week when we're chatting. I sort of do. Um, <clears throat> you can also find our YouTube page, which I just said, thegapodcast.com slash YouTube. I don't know if I did, but I'll just say it again. You did. Uh, their website, thegapodcast.com. I'm just doing it to drag things out, Joe. It's fine. Um, so you was getting dragged links. out. <laughs> we're no longer peaking. Um <laughs> The GAPodcast.com has got links to all things we just talked about, including past episodes of the show. You can also support us on Patreon if you want to help us pay the bills. Patreon.com slash the GA Podcast. Thank you to everyone that helps support the show. Thank you so much. Help us pay the bills. Um, yep. That You're is the, the show. Anything you want to pimp out this week? Red Bull? For your- yep. Read my interview on Red Bull. Uh, head to GameSpot. Check out my Dead by Daylight review. Head to Red Bull and you can see my Rainbow Six Siege Shadow Legacy uh, preview as well. Uh, that's about it. Uh, All right. Hit me up on Twitter at Joby Jojo. And I am at Luke Laurie, L A W R I E. And that is the show for this week. We'll be back Yay. next week. See you later. Bye. Bye.